Thank you for listening to or watching their episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the menagerie activity, the new six-man matchmade activity coming in Season of Opulence. I want to talk about some of the things we know about it and why I think this is an important piece of content for the game going forward. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Probably live right now. If I'm not live, you can click follow when you stop by or click the like and subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Uh, thank you, Envy, for gifting 10 subs to the community right when I start the video. Guys, make sure and check chat. You may have just been gifted a sub. So why am I talking about this content? Why am I excited about this? There's a lot that we already know just from looking at the schedule that we can talk about as really good value points going forward and thinking through a lot of what I've talked about with other content, how this needs to inform other pieces of content like Escalation Protocol, Blindwell, the the Forge from Curse of Osiris, the Forges from Black Armory, the, the Infinite Forest. If they start ever repurposing any of that content, I really hope what we already know about Menagerie is, is informative for that. So first we're going to talk about choosing your gear. Why is that so important? Why is it important that it's in the marketing? There's a lot of reasons that choosing your gear is important, not just for player volition, but the fact they put it in the marketing. Second, I want to talk about the fact that there's normal and heroic. We've really had an absence of heroic or prestige content up to this point. So I think it's cool that we're getting uh, you know something heroic. I think that's important to talk about as well. And then lastly, I want to talk about the fact that there's three bosses and the loot pool. I do have lingering concerns about the loot pool because of what happened in Season of the Forge, but we'll have to kind of wait and see. But I did want to address that in this video. So choose your gear. Why is this so important? This is important for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, this is a direct and clear response to the community. Ever since Black Armory's transition into the Drifter, there's been a very clear and and growing voice in the community. It started out small, but it's gotten to a pretty, a pretty high volume now. Myself, I've made videos, there's Reddit posts, there's forum posts now, really calling for the intentionality we got with the Ada bounties to be everywhere. I've been calling for that to be on every NPC. People are now saying at least do that with the Drifter so we can grind for the guns from Season of the Drifter. Bungie's, there's no way Bungie's naive here or ignorant of the fact that the Season of the Drifter weapons have to be in terrible, there's terrible saturation levels. I, I, I feel like a lot of people do not have those guns and that's a shame because they look really cool and they did add new perks to the game. Now, the other reason this is important, it's, it's, it's important because it's a direct response to our request. We love what they did in the Forges. Uh, you know, we, we, we want more of that. So that's great. It's a direct response. The other reason it's really important is they included it in the marketing. Somebody might say, why the frick does that matter? I addressed this in my Season of Opulence trailer video, but I wanted to restate it again. This is really important because this isn't the same as you just sort of discovering, oh, this is cool, I can grind a Nightfall. This is cool, I can grab these bounties from Ada. I really like this intentionality. I like this player agency. You discovering that or deciding that you like it is one thing. I think it's entirely different for Bungie to say, this is a value point in the content that's coming next week, in their trailer, in their marketing. Anybody that sees that video is saying, oh... Bungie's creating new content and that's a value point that they're offering. That's good for future content. That's good for setting expectations. The more the community likes that and engages with it, the more likely we'll get content like that in the future. Content that's in the style of The Reckoning will hopefully not be as common because the drop rates were so bad, they're going to probably consider structuring that content or that type of content very different going forward. So it's a great because it's a clear answer. It's included in the marketing and then 
this gives perfect ground and a, and a foundation to start changing the other NPCs. Now you can change the Drifter. Now you can change the other NPCs. Zavala, Shax, the planetary NPCs could all be given similar systems. You've got a perfect ground for doing it. It showed up with Ada. You're admitting that you know we liked it and we wanted it again. You're putting it in the marketing and you're putting it in the new content. This is a perfect time to say over the next couple of months, we're going to be combing over, you know, Drifter and potentially other NPCs in the future. This is the way forward. I mean, again, go all the way back to the video where I said, I think this is the future of the content. Ada's bounties are the key. Ada's the key. I've been banging on that drum for a long time. This is a sign that they might be finally heading in that direction. Now, let's talk about normal and heroic. Some people might overlook this because you've been in Destiny for so long, you don't necessarily think normal and heroic is a giant value point. However, I actually think this is a big this is a big win for the community after they removed prestige and after they haven't done normal and hard raids uh, since last wish. Okay. Normal launches day one with matchmaking, so that's good. Day one, season of opulence starts, you can jump right into the menagerie. It's 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 really, I think, in some respect, a six-man activity having matchmaking is actually kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. We you know, four man for uh the reckoning, three man for strikes and and forges, and then obviously when you play crucible, there's more than three or four people being match made. But a six-man PvE piece of content with matchmaking, I think, is a pretty big deal. The other reason it's a really big deal is you can launch the matchmaking from orbit. Another thing where they listen to us. They're kind of listening to us in stages. I know we're like the whole we're listening thing becomes a meme and everybody kind of mocks the fact that they don't think they're listening. But I want you to think about something. Escalation Protocol was great, but people wanted matchmaking. They bring the Forges as a grindable activity in Season of the Forge, and they add matchmaking, because Blindwell didn't have it either. They add matchmaking to the Forges. We're like, this is awesome, thank you, but can we do the matchmaking from the Director? They're doing that with Menagerie. You will be able to trigger matchmaking from the Director. Another step in the direction of giving the player what they've been asking for. I think this is a big win. And then... Heroic launching later is an indication they might be open to doing more difficulty spectrums on the content. If you watch my video about the scaling in the raid with the contest modifier, I said this is a perfect way to implement this feature going forward as a hard mode. You could say, hey, once you're at max level, you can turn that that modifier on, go into a different raid where everything is 15 levels above you, and there's a reason to do that. There'd be maybe you know newer versions of the weapons or higher drop rate on curated rolls or mods or whatever if you're going to be going into a harder version of the raid. The fact that the contest modifier and a heroic version of the six-man activity are coming in the same season I think is a good move because it's showing that they want to get a little bit more out of the content. I always think it's a bummer. They did this with Reckoning Tier 1, Tier 2, and Tier 3, so I guess this isn't brand new, but they're calling it Heroic. I'm curious what that's going to do to the combat. The other thing I'm curious about is, why is why does Heroic not have matchmaking? My theory would be, 
heroic not having matchmaking means there's going to be more mechanics. It seems like a pretty basic encounter. Six people go in. There's these lanterns that you're carrying a ball and you're lighting up the lanterns. There's probably waves of enemies. Once all the lanterns are lit, a big boss comes. Every lantern probably triggers a new mini boss or something, and you're kind of doing that. That's pretty basic. Once you go into heroic, they're probably going to ratchet it up a bit, and they don't want people going in without microphones or whatever. My tip to people is run normal. Once you feel like you're strong enough to run heroic, run normal and send messages to people to say, hey, why don't we you know, get in a party and go run heroic instead of normal? I'm curious what the reason is to run it. So let's talk about the three bosses in the loot pool. There are three bosses for the menagerie. It seems that they're going to be rotating. Day one, it's available. A couple days later, a new boss comes out. About a week later, another boss comes out. Three total bosses. I'm assuming that means they're going to rotate week to week. Uh, if unless they're going to be you're just going to go in and get a random boss uh, the other kind of question we have is we don't know if the bosses affect the loot we can choose our loot but if each boss has their own loot pool maybe you can only get certain guns you know certain weeks and you can have to wait for that week to come back people may not like that we've gotten a little bit spoiled with the Ada bounties I think that was a mistake I think you're setting a bad precedent because people are going to feel like rhythmic urgency is bad rotating nightfalls they're going to be like that's bad rotating bosses in this encounter that's bad if it affects the loot that you can grind for why will they think it's bad well you kind of spoiled them instead of fixing the rotating frames with Ada you just made all the frames available so if that's not in this people might feel like that's a step backwards when in reality it's not a step backwards I think that's a good I think that's a good win uh, for the community to have something like that where there each week there's something different to chase. Now, the other question about the loot that I have, and this is an important one, I don't know if they're going to address that in the TWAB. I'm recording this on May 30th. They may address this in the TWAB. Will the loot be split with the raid like Black Armory? Black Armory, you had more guns in the Forge, and then you had like the remaining like four or five guns in Scourge of the Past. Scourge of the Past did not have its own like weapon pool. It was shared with the Forge. It's looking like the Menagerie and the Raid are going to share a loot pool, and I don't like that. Different armor sets is fine. I kind of want to make sure the Raid has a bunch of its own weapons, and then Menagerie has a bunch of its own weapons. When the loot pools are shared, I think that's a, that, that's a mistake. I don't think that's a good value point. Um, I think it kind of cheapens some of the raid gear as well, um, just because it makes it it feels like you're it feels like you're not getting a full raid. So, I'm hoping they put more and awesome new perks, stronger perks on the guns, and don't have the guns shared loot pool with the raid. Overall, I think this is a win. This is a win for the community with the way they've structured it with the matchmaking grinding for your own gear and it being six man with rotating bosses i think it's going to be great so we're going to transition to q a if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can probably catch me live right now twitch.tv slash say no to rage as with all my content appreciate you listening and watching please like share and subscribe thank you for listening to or watching another episode of sntr presents this is going to be the question and answer session that came after my conversation about the menagerie activity why i think a lot of things look very promising not just for this activity but for the future of the content if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. If I'm not live on the channel, you can click the heart button to follow me. If you're watching on YouTube, hitting the like and subscribe button helps me as well. So let's jump into the questions right away. We are sitting on this title screen. There's maintenance going on right now. So, list lie. Do you think the sleeper nerf was for the Hydra on the Menagerie trailer? A lot of us were basically speculating that the sleeper nerf was because there is something in the new content where sleeper's reflection would have 
broke the encounter whether it's an you know an enemy that's in a corner that you know the reflection shots are going to go through and bounce back you know bounce back through them or something to that nature where it would really it would really cheapen the encounter i'm not that concerned sleeper is still a great weapon in the right situations I think it started to get outshined by the 1K and the Whisper, but in general, I still think Sleeper is a fine, heavy, exotic weapon for those types of encounters. They're not gonna, the, the weapon's not getting like weakened across the board. It's the reflection damage. More than likely, they were testing and thinking this is gonna, this is gonna really cheapen this fight. I think they're concerned about the speed with which we're going to beat the raid, is, which is one of the reasons the contest modifier came in. They want there to be at least a sword on your screen the whole time. Trash ads are never going to be at your level when the contest modifier is active, and that's because I think they are concerned about the content being trivialized. There's a lot of things they're doing to make sure this raid is not burned down in two hours. The contest modifier, Skull, Orpheus Rigs, and Phoenix Protocol are getting nerfed, and the reflection damage on Sleeper and Whisper, all those changes are more than likely attached to a big big ball of wax that some of that intention is to say, we don't want this new content to get absolutely destroyed in a matter of hours. Now, once the contest modifier is removed, I don't think any of these weapons or exotics are going to feel significantly diminished I still think Skull and Riggs and Phoenix Protocol are going to be popular exotics because of what they bring to the table even if their rewards are weakened they still bring really helpful things to endgame content and survivability Sleeper nerf, Sleeper's not even that popular right now and the Whisper nerf, I've been telling people if you use the Whisper right now it has such limited ammo, you have a couple of bad runs, a couple of missed shots, it can really, really hurt you. Being able to know that you have 21 shots to dump in with no reload, if you remember Golgoroth, once you start one-cycling bosses, or even two-cycling bosses, that's still a great damage phase, so. Waits for none. Been gone a while, what's the biggest mechanical change I should be aware of when I log back in? Missed all of Drifter. I mean, there's not really any mechanical changes. As far as catching up to where everybody is, there will be a surge quest, which is designed to help you level up really quickly. So if you're way behind, the new raid and the new, I'm sorry, not the new raid, the new content's going to take you to 750. You can get to 690 lightning fast on Tuesday if you're way behind. That's going to get you close to 700. 700 is basically the entry point for a lot of the new content, and that's going to get you kind of on that path. So that if you're down like the low 600s or even the 500s, you don't have to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be high enough. That's the biggest mechanical change they've made is the surge bounties, which now instead of surge bounties will be surge quests. It's a surge quest. OP Mark. How do you think the loot choice will work? Do you think we will have the same thing as Reckoning, Tier 1 being useless gear, basically throwaway, heroic, once heroic is available? This is my hope, okay? I hope that one heroic run gives you the weapon, and maybe you need two normal runs to get the weapon. So it's going to take you 20 minutes to get the weapon in normal. It'll take you twice as long. But if I can beat Heroic in about 10 minutes once you get it down, I'm getting the gun faster than you. You know, in an hour, you're going to get three guns. I'm going to get six. That would be my hope, is that you don't invalidate normal since it's match made. 
you don't want a great piece of content invalidated as soon as Heroic comes out. That would be a significant mistake, especially considering this is one of the first times they've said, here's a Horde-style grindable mode, it's six-man, it's match-made right from the director, and then in a week or two, people are like, yeah, but it's worthless because of Heroic is clearly better. As long as it's... I, I would set it up like that. If I was in charge, that's how I would set it up. That way, you're not you're not invalidating a great value point that quickly. And then people are like, well, that's not fair. I have to play. Well, go into normal meet people and say, hey, do you guys want to roll over to Heroic? It's faster. You know? You can send messages to people, party invites, you know, friend invites, whatever the frick. If you have a good run on normal, send them all messages. Go to your recent players, whatever you got to do, and be like, hey, that was pretty good. We're all strong enough to run Heroic. Let's go run Heroic. No lives says, do you think Bungie is going to do a day one emblem with the fact that they're giving a six hour prep window? I feel like the first week emblem should be fair to everyone who wants to try. Today's TWAB will maybe have those details on emblems, day one, week one stuff. Um, if we beat the raid week one, are we getting the ability to buy another jacket? Is there an emblem for day one? Is there a guaranteed exotic for worlds first? We don't know any of that. That might be in the TWAB uh, today because today's May 30th. It's Thursday. So I would anticipate information on that tonight. Morecat says, do you think the ability to pick the reward we want is going to be more like Rise of Iron and getting to pick the gun, armor, or cosmetic, or will it be a direct purchase from the currency? Worried about long-term engagement uh, if it's the latter. Oh, it's not going to be direct purchase. No. I don't think it's direct purchase. You literally pick and go in and grind for it. I, that would be really weird. Like, yeah, pick the stuff you want and you're grinding for a currency and then you just go buy the weapon. That's way out of step. That's not even how they really promoted it in the video. RT Mayday. Based on all the horde modes we've received in the past, what amalgamation, great word, amalgamation of the these modes would you like to see implemented in the menagerie? I love when there's like a rhythm of bosses. I love that in Escalation Protocol. So if every time we slam one of those pillars, there's a boss that comes out. And then it culminates with a really, really big boss. That would be, I think, really, really cool. The other things I liked, I liked the the fact that there was a, a unique mechanic in the blind well. Harmony is really, really cool mechanic and how it protects you from the room, but also gives your abilities back really fast. It makes for, you know, makes for some fun combat and then the shields and everything. What I don't want to go back to is I don't want to go back to like just generic. Here's a bunch of ads and a boss. Here's a bunch of ads and a boss. I like when there's mechanics, but I have to be careful here. And here's why I have to be careful. It's a six man match made activity. So you're not going to be able to have like really, really complex mechanics. Escalation Protocol did a pretty good job. It was obvious kind of what you had to do to beat the boss or to do the, you know, do the mechanic. That, I think that worked well. You go beyond that and it gets, it just gets too complicated and people are going to fail because you're like, you got to stand here. And then when you're not standing here, you got to go do this. And then people just start to get confused and mess up because there's no communication. Now, if they want to ramp up the mechanics in Heroic, and then that's also got a loot incentive attached to it, like there's a reason to run Heroic, then that would be really good. 
that's another fine dance though if you put loot in heroic that is only obtainable in heroic you're gonna myth people they're gonna be like well, i don't understand this is a match made environment and now i can't get those things because that side of the content isn't match made you don't want people feeling like the door is slamming in their face Double V. The heroic version of Menagerie has no matchmaking. Do you believe heroic will have more complicated encounters as the usual modifiers aren't too hard for random groups? This is a well-timed question. Yeah, we j- I'm just talked about that. I would think they're not just going to rate... If, if it was just a delta difference, if normal to heroic is just a delta difference, there's no reason to not have matchmaking. If it's... It, oh, it's just harder. They're stronger. Well, you could still have matchmaking. I would think there'll be mechanical differences that are more demanding and they want people to go on with pre-made fire teams. Hellstorm. Why do you think Bungie have moved away from enemy-based raid sets? I like the organic bone weapons and armor from Kingsfall, etc. Well, Wrath of the Machine didn't really do that. I mean, the SIVA was on the weapons, you know. And then, you know, Leviathan, everything looked like Leviathan-style stuff. It's all regal and white and gold. The the nature of the weapons, I don't think, always need to look like their, as you call them, enemy-based raid sets. Truth be told, the King's Fall weapons didn't really look like Hive. They look like dinosaurs. Like, they look like you kind of killed a T-Rex and ripped his arms and his face apart and kind of made a weapon. I love the look. I think the aesthetic of the King's Fall weapons is probably still the best as far as how good it all looks. Last Witch did an okay job. And then I think Wrath of the Machines probably in second place. I think their gear looks really cool, especially once you leveled it all the way up and the SIVA stuff like attached to the weapons. Um, so I would I would I would say we don't need that, and that's not a standard feature in all the raids anyway. That was a feature in Kingsfall, and even that feature in Kingsfall wasn't necessarily super hive inspired. I think the weapons from Crota looked more hive inspired than the Kingsfall weapons cool whipper do you think the new armor for either the raid or the menagerie should have armor set perks similar to gambit prime i hope that's one thing we get from gambit prime that benefits the whole game because i'm not a big fan of gambit prime i've made that clear but i hope what we get from that is good experimentation about set bonuses because having a full set of raid armor or menagerie armor that gives me different perks and bonuses and benefits can create a reason to want to get the full sets. It can create a reason to have multiple sets in the game, multiple uh, motivations and incentives. And that's kind of lacking. That's kind of lacking right now. When you look at full raid sets from the Black Armory, from the Forges, or from Scourge of the Past, they look dope, but you don't really need them. Uh, And it's really difficult to grind for a full set of armor. We talked about that earlier today, how I would love to see them come up with the second optional chest that can be opened with a key if you get one key per raid and then you can open only one chest on a replay you can do that as many times as you want so you're really trying to get boots so you just keep opening the first encounters optional chest but you can't just keep running the first encounter why you have to complete the entire raid to get that raid key you see what that would do? That would create a reason to keep grinding the full raid and then drilling down on specific encounters when you want a particular item. Oh, you're going to get everything week one. Probably not. Five armor pieces with the roll that you want and then the gun that you want. They could even, if because if it's only four or five encounters, they'd have to rotate. 
So this week you get boots from the all, uh, you know, the extra chest. Next week you get a shotgun, and then the week after that it's back to boots. So if they have like five optional chests and they rotate from an armor piece to a weapon each week, it could add that intentionality, right? It could you could add that intentionality, but you're you're not you're not cheapening the grind like oh in a matter of seven days everybody's gonna have everything. I think that's a valid concern. You don't want to make it too easy to get raid gear. You don't want to make it too easy to get full sets. But you also at this point in time, even if they were to add set bonuses it'd be really, really hard to get a full set because the drop is, like, I played Scourge the other day, and I got two marks on my Titan. I don't, like, think of it this way. Is it really worth giving getting a full set if it takes you a month and a half to get the full set? By that time, once you get your full raid set, what... What, what am I even going to do with it at that point in time? We're, we're a month and a half, we're two months in. And even then, you probably don't have any perks that you like, unless you got super, super lucky. So you get a month and a half, two months into the season, and you finally have a full set of armor, and you get all those perks. Well, who the frick cares now, right? Now, this is where the contest modifier could come in. You got a month, and the contest modifier is going to come. It's going to be really hard. There's going to be some really dope rewards that come in with contest modifier. This would be another way to add more guns. Four guns for normal, four guns for contest modifier when it's when it's considered quote unquote heroic. Now you have a reason to get a full set because heroic's gonna be tough. You're gonna want those perks, you're gonna want those benefits, you're gonna want those set bonuses. But if you don't empower the player to get a full set in a reasonable amount of time, they're just gonna give up. You don't really need the armor. And if you know, like, think about what this does to the motivation of the player. If you know deep down. There's only four drops. I just had two weeks in a row where all I got were boots and marks. I don't have a chest piece. I don't have a, I don't have gauntlets. I don't have a helmet. And you're two weeks into the, the to the season already. Well, the timing's looking pretty bad. The rhythm ain't looking too hot. So, you're gonna give up. You're gonna be like, what's the point? By the time I get the full set, we're gonna be almost two months into the entire season, and then nobody's gonna want to play the raid anymore anyway. And there's not gonna be a reason to run the raid. Set bonuses for raids, I think it almost has to be tied to a heroic or a challenge mode coming later. Because the time investment to get the full set doesn't do much for you if there's nothing beyond normal. Does that make sense? Like, why would I care? By the time I get the full set, I probably have everything I want from the raid. Now, if you're never getting the Anarchy, or you're never getting the 1K, or you still haven't gotten a roll on the threat re- level that you want, you might feel motivated to say, oh, I really want, I, you know, I, I really want this full set to get the set bonus as I'm grinding for the threat level, as I'm grinding for the Anarchy. But given the nature of how long it would probably take you to get a full set, you need something beyond normal. Or it's it, it just feels sort of out of step. It feels pointless. I, you know, getting getting the getting the armor pieces in Wrath made sense. Hard mode was on the horizon. Challenge mode was pretty tough. It felt good to have the agility with the cannon. It felt good to have the resistance with the chest piece. You know, th- those things benefited me. The gauntlets, getting all that heavy ammo, you knew that that was aiding you in the future challenges that were awaiting you. ESO's trials, which are basically raids, have a perfect perfected set and a normal set the perfected gives extra magic stamina or health 
There's got to be a context for that, right, though? You go into a harder version of that. Myers Alpha. Do you think in seven hours we will have data mined info on opulence everywhere? It's possible. I saw somebody tweeting this morning that they saw new trials social space in like stuff in the data that wasn't there last week. And so people are like, oh my gosh, what's that mean? He might have been incorrect. It might have been there previous and he just didn't see it. Uh, but yeah, this seven hours of maintenance could could bring a front-loaded bunch of stuff that gets data mined, audio logs and the like. Hey Shiz, what kind of challenges would you like to see in Menagerie other than the standard shoot the ads, kill the bid guy type of challenge? This is where matchmaking can come in and say and be kind of a wagging finger. Like, no, 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 you can't do that. Right? Because matchmaking means you just have people thrown together. So, Forge's it was pretty basic. Reckoning, it's pretty basic. You stay alive, push forward. Um, but even that's kind of rough, right? That's more rough because of the intensity, not necessarily the mechanical requirements uh, that you have to do. It Just imagine doing something that's me- as mechanically demanding as any raid encounter. Go with the most simple raid encounter you can think of, and then imagine doing that with match-made players. What, what's one of the most what's one of the simplest mechanical environments you could think of in a raid the maybe the openers the raid opener for wrath and the raid opener for king's fall very similar very similar go grab the balls and come slam them that looks like what we're doing in, in menagerie as soon as you get beyond that type of mechanical requirement, okay, as soon as you get into Vosik, as soon as you get into the war priest or totems, no way you're not doing that with a match-made team. Absolutely not. It's too much. There's communication, there's timing, there's synergy. Even Golgoroth. Golgoroth only, even then you still need communication. Who's going to bait him? Who's going to shoot him? Who's going to do the bubble? Like, all that. So, I, and this is where, this is where the community tends to ask for things that can be somewhat contradictory in their nature. Give us a six-man horde mode with matchmaking so I can just play and have fun. But then we also want... We also want there to be challenging encounters with mechanics. I don't want it to be easy. I don't just want to shoot ads and kill a boss. Well, those things are somewhat contradictory. If you want a match-made environment for like a horde mode that you can just kind of grind... It needs to be a little bit mindless. And you need to reserve the the challenging, mechanics-based, synergistic type of content should be reserved for the raids. I think that's okay. And this is, again, where I think people need to understand what they're asking for. Which do you want? Again, that's where having heroic mode could come in and say, those of you wanting a significantly harder challenge, more demanding mechanics, that's what heroic mode offers. That's why there's no matchmaking for heroic. So they're trying to satisfy everybody. But then that creates tension. Why am I running heroic? What's the reason? You start putting loot in there that you can only get there. That's frustrating to the people that have grown to love the match made normal version. It's, I'm, I'm telling you, it's it's a fine line to walk. There's there's very different types of players that ask for very, very, you know, conflicting things, and that's why you end up with these discussions. J. Christ, 
What are your thoughts on the fact that you can't grab the Power Surge bounties unless you're at level 50? That doesn't help a brand new player. Season of Opulence is not for a brand new player, though. Like, your question seems to indicate that there's going to be this massive amount of brand new players that deserve to jump right into Opulence. I disagree with that. Season of Opulence is there for the people that have been in the game, have been playing the game. It's meant to extend. Think about how they described it when the annual pass first was described. It was a way to extend the end game and remove droughts from Destiny, remove content droughts from Destiny. Okay. Well, that's not for a brand new player. A brand new player hasn't touched anything. They haven't been playing through the game. They haven't been grinding. They have no gear. They have no loot. That opulence isn't there. Isn't there for them. It's not what it's built for. So I, I understand some of might being like, I saw a really cool trailer and that looks really awesome. How many brand new players are really gonna look at a trailer for opulence and be like, yeah, that looks dope? It it's it's using the it's using the Leviathan, it's using Callus, it's using all these these visuals from D1 D2 vanilla. It's not really, I don't think, gonna motivate a lot of brand new players to jump in. And and with the surge bounties and getting the level 50, that's not that demanding. They've really made it. They've, I think, really met you in the middle. A brand new player could put probably a week in and be able to jump into opulence, and I think that's totally fine. The idea that a brand new player should be able to jump into opulence day one, I don't think is is a defensible position. That just seems kind of weird. Who's buying Destiny and day one are like, I want to be in opulence right now. I shouldn't have to do anything else. I, that's an odd request. I don't think you'd make that request of almost any any game that's out there like this. Oh, they're doing a new season in Diablo. Well, I want to be able to jump in right now and do all the things. I haven't touched the game ever before. That would be considered probably unreasonable. I hear where you're coming from, J. Chris. I'm not saying you're being unreasonable. I'm just saying I don't think this is a big problem. I don't think there's going to be a bunch of players with this as a frustration. J. Blaze. What's your favorite activity in Destiny 2? My favorite activity in Destiny 2 would probably be the Insurrection Prime fight. I don't do it that often. Um, I don't do it that often, but I think it's a great fight. I think it's probably the best boss fight in all of Destiny, the way it's built. What's required of the team, the way they split you up, the different things that you're doing, the different mechanical requirements, I think it's a great, uh, great encounter. The Food Man. Do you think auto rifles will be getting any attention or is there going to be any new auto rifles to go after? Also, what's your opinion on them right now? Auto rifles are okay. A breakneck is fine and a half dan is fine. You can take a breakneck and you can take a half dan into endgame content and they hold their own. So a buff to auto rifles would need to be they need to be careful. Because the breakneck, I'm telling you, use the breakneck, it, it, it holds its own in endgame content. It does a fine job. Now, when it's really tough and you're below delta, maybe not. Because, you know, hand cannons are so good at hitting the crits, getting the stun pattern on, you know, an enemy to kind of keep them at bay. But I feel like the once the breakneck's kind of firing all cylinders, it can help with that as well. And the half dance really good at range. It's really good at range. So I would love to see a buff to auto rifles. I like auto rifles. Anytime I get out an ether doctor, I'm like, man, I wish because it's a bullet hose. I'm like, man, I wish they would figure out auto rifles. They just don't seem like they work uh, in PVE content, you know. Which 
Uh, JFET says, what do you think about the three new pinnacles? The grenade launcher probably has the most potential to be satisfying because it gets a buff when you pick up orbs. And if you use that properly, you can throw out your super. So well of radiance or a tether or a Nova bomb, or you do your, um, I'm trying to think of things you could use with a Titan where you would be like, oh, it's time for the boss bake. You know, you do your Titan slam or your hammers. And as soon as that super is over, typically what you do is you get out your heavy to empty it. Okay? Once once you're at that point, you've now emptied your super, can pick up orbs, buff your grenade launcher. It better have spike nades. <laughs> it better have spike nades. And then you're in. You, you're, that, that'll be, that could be a very, very, very good damage cycle. Especially for a, like a well of radiance. Because you can pop well and if there's people around you generating orbs with their, their masterworked weapons or you know a tether or something... Then you pick up those orbs, refill your super. While you're doing that, you're giving that buff to the grenade launcher. I think the bow will probably be fun, but not really a, a, a needed weapon. Getting a hip fire crit shot that then increases draw time, that could be really fun. You could really start rolling on trash ads, like just if it's really fast. Like, I mean, if you're pulling back those arrows lightning fast on a hip fire, and you're just headshot, 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 and it's just really, really fast, it could be a fun weapon not sure about it being a strong weapon. Bows are good, but I wouldn't say they're necessarily strong when you look at like a a Warden's Law, a Midnight Coup, a Blast Furnace. You know, bows hold their own, but I feel like they're a little bit weaker than some of the harder-hitting primaries. Presto's with 11 months. Thank you very much. Oh, Smokejaw, I might have missed your six-month sub. I think it was during the talk. Um... It depends on speed. Yeah, is it a crit? Is it a crit hit or a crit kill? I thought it was a crit kill. If it's just a crit hit, it could be really, really good with respect to, you know, the damage that you're outputting. It says here, precision shots from hip fire give a massive draw speed bonus. So yeah, you could, you could be dumping it into a boss's face and just the draw speed could get really, really fast. It could be a really fun weapon. I think the sniper obviously doesn't interest me because it's PvP, but I think the sniper is going to surprise everybody. Chevy had a really good response to my tweet. He was like, everybody was like, a a grenade launcher? Really? Uh, An SMG? Really? And they turned out to be great weapons. So, I think the sniper might surprise folks. There's already people saying they envision the sniper being a lot more preferred and a lot more liked than people are saying right now. Salminator, do you know when Strange Terrain is next due? Only needing for an Osprey for Wayfair. I have no idea when Strange Terrain's coming back around. Wasn't it just last week? Opinions get you banned. When you think uh, Nezarak will play a part in all of this, in the concept art of his altar, you can clearly see pyramid ships in the background. Um, I don't really get into these types of predictions because I'm not... I'm not necessarily that familiar with who this is, so I don't know what to say. <laughs> Euro, uh, Yurka Strider says, do you think Menagerie is going to have a Court of Orcs feel, but with raid-like mechanics? Raid-like mechanics, I'm going to give you a maybe in heroic, but there's no way they're going to have raid-like mechanics in normal because it's match-made. I highly, highly doubt they're going to put raid-like mechanics in a match-made environment. The Court of Orcs feel... Again, I'm going to give you a maybe. It does feel like it's somewhat like this small area. Maybe Court of Orcs meets Prison of Elders. 
Maybe we go and slam those pillars and then we go into rooms and fight and we come back to the center. Every boss we kill drops another ball. The ball is taken back to the center. We slam the we slam the pillar, opens up another room. So it could be like a combination of Court of Oryx and Prison of Elders. Parasito Parasito says, do you think Menagerie will behave like Escalation Protocol in terms of boss waves, or would it be more like Gambit in terms of boss enemy type rotations? Something else entirely. Well, we know the final boss is rotating. There could be many bosses along the way, but the final boss is rotating with three total final bosses. The launch boss and the two additionals that are getting added. Three months from Aiden. Thank you so much, dude, for keeping me entertained. Daily commute. Thank you, man, for for the three months of subs. So I don't necessarily... No, if it's going to be like, I just kind of answered your question with the last answer, though. I kind of said, oh, it's, I think it'll be like a mixture. We'll slam and go into rooms. Zay Walker, with your speculation that some exotics are getting buffed, do you feel like it may be wasted efforts on Bungie as players will more than likely keep using what they have been? It depends. A buff could come in the way of completely changing an exotic, giving it something that it's never done before. I don't know. 27 months from Ashford. Not to interrupt Q&A, just give a monthly shout out. Thanks for all the content. Thank you. So I don't I don't know. I, I, I do think Phoenix and Skull and Riggs are gonna still get used a lot, but they could do some really cool things with other exotics that you're like, oh that actually could be really helpful. <clears throat> Roman says, How big do you think the map will be? You think it will feel oversaturated? I there's no way for me to speculate on that. The Sam going ham. Do you think the menagerie and the raid will engage the community since there appears to be intentional grind? I think a lot of people will come back just for the menagerie. It's six man. It's match made. You can choose the gear you want to get. That's a lot of good entry points for the community. Now, what's the power level going to be set at? Because the leveling is still not very good. People may feel like... I can't level up. This is just like the last couple of seasons. I'm done. But if they feel like they can hit the ground running, jump right into the menagerie, start grinding for gear and chasing the new dope loot, then I think I think we'll, people will be very happy with that. And they can slowly work their way to heroic. Seth Eubank says, There's a lot of hype around a menagerie and the content seems great. What would make it bad? Only thing that could make it bad is loot not being worth it, no new perks, um, and if it's combined loot with the raid, that could upset people that like to run the raid. Fearless Leader. You have mentioned making higher tiers get you rewards quicker to drive the player to do it. Are you thinking it to work how Blind Well does for the Petra Bounty, but for loot? Yeah, pretty much. So if you want to complete that bounty, you run you run Blind Well twice tier 4. Twice tier 4. Or what, 10 times at one. Exactly the same idea. I can run heroic menagerie once and get a gun. Or I can run normal twice and get a gun. You see what I'm saying? I'm not saying that's how it's going to work. I'm saying that's how I would do it. So if you're going to go in and deal with the mechanics and deal with the frustration and the, and the, and the struggle, then that's how I would do it. Alpha Night Wolf. What do you think the gunsmith having bounties for cores instead of scrapper bounties? At least they're guaranteed and you can pick them up so you know there's a set amount of cores you can get each week. I don't think they should have gotten rid of scrapper bounties. T-Funk. Why do you think Bungie doesn't give full loot pools, like two weapons for a layer? I honestly don't know, because for me, it's like if, the, like, if the gun's a guaranteed drop with random rolls and it rota- rotates, you know, you could do... 
you know, two or three guns a week. And then every other week, it's it's a different set of guns, and they're all it make the drop rate really healthy, obviously. Because if you get a shotgun week one and it's not a good roll, you got to wait another two weeks before you can try to get it again. So you'd want to have the drop rate be pretty healthy, given that it could easily take you just de facto a month to a month and a half just to get the right version of a gun. And with seasons only being four months long, the closer you get to that halfway point of two months where you haven't gotten what you wanted, the more likely it is that you're just gonna you're just gonna you know you're gonna set the game down. Or set you're you're gonna stop trying. Eagle says, "Didn't they say they're changing the way that you get prime weapons in the next twelve? I can't remember. They're resetting it, so you can't like. Let's say you get all. This is what people were probably gonna do. They were gonna try and get all their players ready before Tuesday of this last week that we're already leaving. Okay, and then they could stack the prime buff by not playing, and then they'd hit Tuesday." with a bunch of really quick prime drops because they haven't been playing. So they were keeping it from being like, get everything ready and then take a week off and don't play and save up your prime. They're just resetting you to two drops on the prime before it goes away, the prime attunement. If you basically sit on the fence and don't play, you could have had your prime attunement stacked to like, you know, six or something. And you're going to get six prime, you know, drops before your prime attunement wears out. Well, they're resetting it to two. So after two prime drops, it's gone. <clears throat> I'm in gamut prime weapons. Oh, they're they're changing the way you get prime weapons in the next twab. I, did they say that? I don't know if they said they're changing the way you get gamut prime. I, I know Cosmo replied to a blog post. I don't know if they're going to announce that in this twab or even the next. That could just be an update that comes way later. Today's twab is going to be probably all about opulence, maybe more details about some things. The next TWAB will probably be about the next annual pass in September and look for us at E3. And then after that, they can start talking about, hey, we're going to retool the Gambit Prime weapons and how you earn them. Guys, if you're new to the stream and you've never been here before, if you're just here to see why the servers are offline, they're going to be offline for probably another, you know, five and a half hours, six hours. If you're enjoying the talk, the conversation, the Q&A, be sure to click the follow button. That's the little heart button that helps support my stream. It's free and it ensures uh, that you won't miss streams. You can be here for the conversations if you like them. <clears throat> T-Funk. Second one. Vogue and Crota both had full loot pools and a lot of the weapons had unique perks. Do you think the team is struggling to think new perks and why we only get like three-ish weapons a season with crazy new perks like pinnacle weapons? This is probably on the mark to a certain degree. I would agree with you, yes. they're, They're struggling to give us unique perks. But you also have to remember, King's Fall weapons did not have anything phenomenal on them. Cocoon was the unique raid perk. There was nothing mind-blowing in Crota. They were good weapons, and it was you know they had a good rocket launcher in there. They didn't really get it right until Wrath of the Machine, when they had the synergistic perks, Focus Firefly, and things of that nature. So, I think that I don't necessarily know if they're running out of ideas. I think maybe they've been attacking it from the wrong way. I've been consistently saying. Raid weapons should all have a curated role that does something like we got in Wrath. So you basically are like, I can't get this weapon anywhere. 
it's a synergistic perk system there's two perks that play well together there's two perks that do something you know unique or something something you can't get anywhere else instead of being like this is just another good hand cannon this is just another good pulse rifle so i would try and mimic what they did in wrath but maybe limit those synergistic perks to only land on a curated roll i think that would be a great way to tier the loot and make it unique and powerful but also have you wanting to grind in there each week to try to get them no lives with crucible weapons for some reason being the best in pve and a new sniper coming soon that fits the theme is going to be dps tested and do tons of damage do you think this is a good for the game pinnacle weapons are important but so many people hate crucible but to have top tier weapons you have to play it well luna's not forgotten and recluse and even mountaintop they might be good in pve but they're also really good in pvp so they make sense they make sense over there you also have to consider something if you make a gun really good in pvp it's likely that's going to get traction in pve too it's the same game it's the same type of idea do damage quickly right that's i mean you <laughs> You're, if it's great in PvP, it's probably also going to be really good, if not great, in PvE, because it's the same game. It'd be weird for a pinnacle weapon in PvP to be trash in PvE. Now, pinnacle weapons in PvE don't necessarily go in the other direction, because sometimes, Breakneck, for example, Breakneck shines against lots of trash ads. It doesn't necessarily get that traction in pvp right but if you go into the pvp sandbox and you say okay these are the perks we're going to build this is how we're going to make a weapon strong in pvp that's very likely that's very likely to go into pve and be strong uh thoughts on new raid i can't say any thoughts i don't know anything about it like literally we know nothing about it captain pickles do you think the contest modifier could be used in strikes to have strike loot grindable with the contest mod um yeah as a modifier right as a modifier you could definitely say hey you can run this strike put yourself at a big disadvantage and see swords the whole time and grind for a strike specific piece of loot i still don't know if i want to take away from the nightfall nightfall specific loot and the the rhythmic urgency that comes with that i don't want to diminish that i think strikes are good as a playlist and a playlist is good it's as a, as a thematic engagement like you're in a playlist you're staying in you're staying in the playlist what i would do is do really dope gear with zavala similar to ada you grab the bounty you stay in the playlist it spits out a weapon and you can keep grinding that weapon all week long zavala can have those bounties rotate each week that's a reason to stay in the playlist i think they need to come up with a way to discharge the bounty so let's say he's got a shotgun okay let's say he's got a shotgun and I have to play two strikes to get the shotgun at the end of that second strike you don't want me going back to the tower to grab the bounty again I should be able to go to the bounty it should say bounty is charged I hit discharge it spits the weapon out and it resets the bounty all in one swing so I just stay in the playlist until I get the shotgun that I want 
if, if you're going to have a strike playlist, you should engage with it as a playlist. People that are like, I want to just pick the mission off the map and go grind for a, a, a strike-specific piece of loot. It's like, strikes aren't really designed for that. If you want a specific piece of loot, Nightfall is a great way to do it. It's a little bit harder. You can do the thing and make it really tough on yourself. Raise your score on the card. That influences the drop rate. That's a great way of doing it. But staying in the playlist, there needs to be a reason to do that. If not, the strike playlist just never gets off the ground. You grind your three strikes, hopefully you're paying attention, right? And that the people that you're playing with are the same subclass. I think they need to remove that, by the way. But, and then you're done, basically. So the, I, I think you need to tie it to the playlist. Stay in the playlist. If you want to put the contest modifier somewhere, you could put it on the Nightfall card and make it do some type of a really nice payout or, or something. Uh, maybe if you run contest modifier on a Nightfall, it increases the likelihood of the Nightfall-specific loot to drop. So you're really making it hard on yourself. You're not just burning through the Nightfall. Like what we always do is, is we get a really high score and then we burn through the Nightfall with a really easy card setup. Um you you could set it up to where adding the contest modifier doesn't just make things harder but it buffs the drop rate of the nightfall specific loot uh, Snabaret with the menagerie having a heroic version how do you think Bungie will handle weapons I can't imagine there being a ton of weapons considering we have a raid as well well there were a ton of weapons in the forge there were actually a lot of weapons in the forge how many weapons are in there? You can get the uh, auto rifle, sword, machine gun, and then there was the pulse rifle, the bow, the fusion rifle was was in the raid. There was, so that's five. I'm probably missing some. Uh, I know I'm missing some. The sniper. I missed the sniper. Um, sniper and the hand cannon. What is that, Seven? I was going to say seven originally. Rocket is in the raid. So if that's seven guns plus the Jotun plus the plus the, uh, the the exotic bow, the Monarch, what is that, nine weapons just in the forges? So, I mean, I, I think we have grounds to expect a pretty decent amount of weapons inside of the Menagerie. I wouldn't envision it being like a really poultry offering. Oh, and then the exotic sniper too, so 10 total, honestly. I mean, you're not grinding for the exotics, obviously you get them and you're done, but still. Dragon Skin, do you think the six-player matchmade activity will be slightly harder to compete, uh, complete, seeing how a lot of people don't use mics? They probably learned from Reckoning not to dial it up too hard, and maybe that's why they said, this is, this is, this is a theory I'm going to throw out there. I'm going to throw this out as a theory. I can envision them saying they designed hard first and then realized if people want matchmaking, this isn't going to work. And then they dialed some of it back to give you normal with matchmaking. I could see them doing something like that. The conclusion being like, yeah, there's no way people are going to be able to run this without, without mics and communication. Bumble 17. I know you're against curated loadouts and raids, but would you what would you think about a form of curationist bounties? So if the raid has an awesome SMG, it can drop randomly, or you can run the raid with an SMG bounty for a guaranteed drop like Ada, limited to 2 per week. See, I could get down with this too, like really utilizing the raid NPC to say, "Hey, each week I'm going to have, you know, um 
one piece of armor and one gun where you can grab the bounty, go into the raid, and you know for certain you're going to get that piece of armor and that gun. It adds a little bit of intentionality. It rotates. I, I could get behind that. Uh, defo side. Do you think there is going to be a specific set of weapons for the raid and the menagerie? Talked about that in my video. I hope it's a split pool. We're probably not going to get our wish, though. It's probably going to be a shared pool the way they did in Scourge of the Pass and the Forges. Smoked Jaw. How is this any different than a raid layer? With an activity of this size being released, do you predict the raid will be similar to the size of Last Wish? It is not going to be the size of Last Wish. I feel like it's going to be a little bit larger or it's going to feel a little bit more substantive than Scourge of the Past. So instead of having like a Sparrow race, I feel like they're going to do boss, 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 like four bosses. There really should have been a boss at the beginning of Scourge. I think once you finish the first encounter, a really tanky boss should come out with a shield and you take his shield down with the balls. So you do the exact same thing. You got the guy on the map calling out where they are. Somebody needs to take a ball to the map to keep you from getting blown up. Somebody needs to take a ball to the boss. They throw it at him. It breaks his shield. You do a little bit of a bake. That's to me was just like, that's a gimme. That is just a gimme encounter. He just needs to come out and shoot stuff at you every once in a while. Um, and that'd be another drop. That'd be another encounter. That'd be another boss. Scourge would have felt a lot bigger if they would have done that. Because then you'd have four bosses, four drops, and then the Sparrow race slapped in the middle. Illicit Jester. With matchmaking going a step in the right direction with Menagerie, how close do you think we are to getting matchmaking in Nightfall and Raids? I could see them doing a Nightfall matchmaking update very soon because of this. I don't think you're ever going to get it in Raids. If they're not going to give you matchmaking in Heroic on Menagerie, you're probably not going to get matchmaking in Raids. There's just too much communication required in a Raid. The the, Lamil, the Lamillion. Do you think the Raid weapons are going to be entirely new or Year 1 Levy weapons with Year 2 random rolls? I hope they don't share the Menagerie weapon pool. Well, you know, we saw something that we thought looked like the Mob Justice, but then on closer inspection, it is not the Mob Justice. It might be an exotic from Iron Banner. It's like a wolf SMG. The eye can glow for some reason, so the eye can glow, and then the entire thing can be on fire. Um, I swear, if they do something where you can reload it with incendiary rounds, I'm going to laugh, because that was an idea I put out multiple times. Uh, for an exotic so or a pinnacle but other than that i don't think we saw anything that made it seem as though they're going to replenish or reutilize the the levy weapons if they're going to take anything from year one and give it year two treatment i feel like they would wait to do that in september now it does look like the drang and the mini tool are in the pictures but they're updated and changed those could be coming forward and getting the year two treatment to pair with the sturm and the mina multi-tool because the multi-tool is in one of the pictures and the mini tool looks like it's in there but looks a little bit different um so promech do you think the old levy armor will be relevant in the new raid? We've gotten this question a lot. I don't know if the new perks are going to work. I think that would be kind of strange, to be honest, because that those those pieces of gear are not year two, and they have perks on them. I don't know if they're going to do that. We're going to be on the Leviathan, though, so they'll have. I think they need to let us know ahead of time. I think they need to let us know in the TWAB tonight. It's May 30th. It's Thursday. It's 11.30 in the morning. Tonight, when that TWAB hits, they should say yay or nay on leviathan armor being beneficial so people can plan accordingly nose bomb 
Do you believe that the current menagerie with the gear that it looks like there will be a choice will have buff to curate a drop rate which is worth grinding like in heroic a drop rate worth doing heroic versus doing normal and spamming consistent wins that's always the dilemma right if you can get everything in normal why run heroic if I can blitz normal and just destroy it in five minutes and I get and I get a guaranteed drop okay that means I can get two drops in 10 minutes if heroic takes me 10 minutes I can run normal and get more drops right but if maybe they say all weapons can drop in normal, only curated can drop in heroic, or maybe all weapons drop in normal, you get them at a quicker interval in heroic. They've got to be a, there's got to be a reason to run heroic than just blitzing normal all day, because we know how that happens, right? Once you're over leveled, once you're above the the normal difficulty, it's it, 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 that kind of content tends to go really really fast. Smash boy. Maybe loot in the menagerie is locked on bosses and you have to choose what boss to summon. That's possible. The, I mean, they're staggering the, 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 the bosses, so I think they're going to rotate. What's the exact What's the exact interval between the bosses? I forget. Let me look and see. I think it's a week. I think we kind of already can see that they're going to rotate on the week instead. So June 4th, everything goes live. New Menagerie boss on the 11th, and then a new Menagerie boss on the 18th. That's a week between each one. So, I definitely, um, I definitely think they're going to rotate weekly. You're not going to summon them. If they each have weapon pools, if the first boss has three weapons, if they each have three weapons, nine total, you obviously have to wait for, you know, each boss, and then you grind that week. <clears throat> Radioactive man with nine months. Thank you. Welcome back. Ashford. I already thanked Ashford. Listen, people are going to push back on that and they shouldn't. If people got accustomed to Ada always having her bounties available, then they're, they might push back on rotating bosses and rotating loot pools, but they shouldn't push back on that. That is a good thing. It was good in Escalation Protocol. It's good for the Nightfalls. It was good for Ada. Rhythmic urgency is good for the game. It gives you something different to chase, something new to do each week. You kind of shift your allegiances according to what's available. What Nightfall do I want to pursue? None of them? Okay. What's the EP boss? Okay, none of them. Okay. What's the boss this week in the Menagerie? Okay, none of them. What's Ada's bounties? What What are the bounties You know, for the Drifter? Rhythmic Urgency's been in place for a really, really long time. They should not have jettisoned that with Ada. They should have kept it because potentially they're going to, they're going to, they gave away too much and people are now going to push back on Rhythmic Urgency. They're going to say, I don't like the fact that I have to wait a week, right? Now, Bungie may say, that's fine. The fact that people are complaining means they're invested and interested and they're grinding for the weapons. But again, I, that's why when they changed that on Ada, I was one of the few people saying, this is actually a bad idea uh, Kushu how do you think a system where ammo types like heavy or special could be generated from super multi kills in PvE like how masterworks generate orbs I feel like it could incentivize use of supers that are better at ad slaying over boss damage and would give the ammo economy well as well as adding team play to things like just instead of just orb generation yeah, I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like you're getting, potentially, potentially this is getting a little too elaborate. Because now I, I'm supposed to get ammo from my super. 
I just feel like ammo should drop at a healthy amount. Right? I shouldn't have to think about ammo. You know what I'm saying? I just shouldn't. It's a shooter. I kill stuff. Ammo should be on the ground. The other, just yesterday I was playing Gambit Prime and I had run through and killed tons of enemies, probably close to 20, and not a single green brick dropped. That's just kind of dumb. That's dumb. It's a shooter. I don't think I should kill 20 enemies in an environment where ammo, damage, survivability, all those things are important, and you're not feeding me ammo. It's just dumb. It's a shooter. Give me ammo. Uh, E-Man did it. Lono, do you think the Menagerie is going to be similar to Court of Oryx? We've already kind of talked about what I think it's going to be. It feels like a blend of of Prison of Elders and, uh, you know, because you're going to maybe go into different rooms and fight different bosses. And then there's going to be like a big boss at the end. French Toast. Since the Menagerie will have rotating bosses, do you think there'll be specific boss weapons like Escalation Protocol? Yeah, I touched on this a little bit ago, just like two questions ago. Rotating bosses with rotating pools is a value point. It is a value point. Because if this week you're like, I don't need any of those weapons or I don't want any of those weapons, you can go do something else. And then it gives you a reason to tune in that week where something's available. And then there's always that pain point of, I was out of town, I didn't get to grind for this, I gotta wait again. You know? Blackbird. Do you think the Menagerie will have a secret quest lines that rotate with certain bosses each week? Uh, I mean... I don't really know how to answer this. I, I guess I'll say maybe. They they said there was going to be secrets and stuff. You know, there could be um, there could be maybe different ways to beat the bosses that unlock certain things, challenges or something that you don't know are there. Maybe Benedict will give us challenges later on once we discover stuff. You know. Again, guys, if you're enjoying the Q and A and you're waiting for the servers to come back up, I appreciate you being here. If you like the back and forth, it's like an interactive radio show. Be sure to click the follow button. That's a free way to support me, and you can be here for the Q&A sessions. Just click that little heart button on my channel. I appreciate it very much. We don't really ask for subs or do sub drives, but clicking follow is free and easy, and it puts more people here every day. These question and answers have turned into a really big, fun thing we do all the time. Uh, this is from Zelfin. What elements would you elevate the Menagerie from simply a six-man activity into a genuinely good content that will continue to appease the community? Okay. This is a question that touches on something that I've talked about, you know, a lot recently. And it's that I think having really sort of basic mindless content is okay. Okay? I think that's fine. And here's why. If you're chasing the loot and it's satisfying to do the looties and the shooties, you're shooting the baddies, you're killing the bosses, and loot's dropping. That's addicting. It's rhythmic. You're, you're sort of just you're, you're sort of just in a in a rhythm with it okay when it's really challenging when fail rate goes up when it's complex you know when you gotta manage a bunch of different things engagement goes down okay engagement goes down all you gotta do is look at the rate engagement for proof of this you look at the feedback on the reckoning and it's pretty it's pretty easy to see so when I look at destiny if you want something to be significantly challenging and hard, they make content for you. Shattered Throne. The the raids day one, when you're dealt it. 
the raids in general are, are tough you gotta go with a team gotta have communication yesterday we had a bunch of experienced people in 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 uh, the last boss at Scourge and we struggled because we didn't have synergy we were making silly mistakes we had some miscommunication it was nobody's fault that just happens They're, they make content for you if that's what you want but expecting the meat and potatoes content the forges in black armory strikes the menagerie blind well you know escalation protocol expecting expecting those things to be really really enjoyable i'm sorry really really complex i i think that's a problem i think that just creates a problem it's meat and potatoes content you know it's meat and potatoes content so game shimmy i don't know why you're saying what you're saying there's 1600 people here and i'm answering pre-submitted questions i'm not ignoring you i don't take random questions or 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 i rarely do take random comments and input from the chat i'm just moving through the questions i don't i'm not intentionally ignoring anybody who in chat is getting a, a direct back and forth from me right now other than resubs like this one funk the buddha 24 months that's a gold badge thank you dude welcome back two whole years uh, I see awake. What do you think the downtime is for? They said maintenance. We don't know. I, they haven't said yet. Uh, Lil, Lil Coochie Vert. Okay. Uh, do you believe the rumors about the Hawkmoon Is Luna returning? I, I've, I don't have a reason to doubt it. A lot of the leaks about guns returning have been on the money. Outbreak perfected. They did an excellent job keeping that a secret. The day the puzzle opened the catalyst was in the API so that like they kept that locked up real nice and tight nobody saw that one coming even the quest that got data mined nobody thought oh that's Outbreak Prime so Rusty I'm 32 I've seen my gaming reflexes aim and skill deteriorate quite a bit over the years have you experienced the same do you find certain game modes pvp gambit to be considerably more difficult than in your younger years has this affected how you play destiny i mean people always do that they're like oh it's a young man's game it's a young man's game i don't know some of my best clips some of my best plays in fortnite i would re-watch them and then i would watch really good plays from some of the other players that are maybe younger maybe a little bit faster and i would be like there's not that much of a difference now, when you get into the editing and stuff in Fortnite, sure, I, 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 don't, I have not put the time in. Now, I probably could, but I've not put the time in. I'm not really wired that way. I don't, my, I don't play games that are like that, so I've not acquired the skills over the years to do that. But, like, when I think back to my Call of Duty days, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I played more mindless back then than I play now. In quick reflexes and stuff, I just... I don't know. I watch my gameplay and I don't ever feel like I'm sluggish or slow or like, oh man, the young one's got one past me. Like, I don't I don't feel that way. Now, maybe, yeah, somebody's saying wait till you're 52. Right, if I'm still if I'm still banging on the sticks in, you know, in 20 years, I'm in my 50s, yeah, I'll probably feel like I'm a little bit slower off the jumping line, you know? Go! And I'm like, oh, now, now it's time to go. You know? I don't know. I feel like plenty of people in their 30s play play perfectly fine. Um, Eugene says, I can tell my Twitch reflexes are not as good, but my game sense is better, so it makes up for it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've... Uh, it's hard to know. Um, 
Infinite Blue. So Souls Souls responding here. A couple of things here. Lono said he's answering questions from the internet in. I look back to see what you actually submitted, and it wasn't. You put a space in the command, so Nightbot didn't capture it. Yeah, you got to get a response from the bot. If you're submitting questions and Nightbot doesn't respond to you, he either is on a cooldown because too many people are submitting questions, or you made a typo. Sounds like you made a typo. Infinite Blue says, most if not all the horde mode style activities in D2 thus far have been extremely close range focus. From the screenshots and footage so far, do you think there's potential for a variety of encounter distances? No, it looks it looks close. It looks like we're on top of the enemies the whole time. Baker's Coco, do you think maintenance today is going to apply the nerf to all exotics and guns to get used to? Oh, I don't know. They didn't say there was an update. Maintenance and updates aren't the same. So, Moy, Moyba29 says... Um, if I grab the spider bounty for this week and finish it on day one of the new season, will it drop at 700? No, anything that's already completed, any bounty you complete that says, here's a powerful, right? Here's a powerful. If that bounty is complete and you carry it into the, the next week, it's going to drop at 700. What people are doing with saving bounties is they are saving them completed so they can turn them in to get, uh, the, the, Infamy and Gambit and the the milestones like Dreaming City where you gotta do so many bounties or Ikora's bounty or the clan bounties you turn into Hawthorne. So the bounties themselves will not be giving us powerful rewards. We'll be getting credit toward other things that give us powerful rewards. We're saving up, basically. So if you complete a bounty, you complete the the bounty, you go kill, you know, the 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 bad guy in the in the public in the I'm sorry in the lost sector you grab the bounty from spider and it's completed and in your inventory you pop that on Tuesday after reset season of opulence has started you're going to get it 700 T-Jack do you think levy armor will help in the new raid have no idea I hope they answer that question in tonight's twab Murph dog do you think they should add more exotic solar heavy weapons right now we've only got two snipers and a fusion and a rocket launcher if you count the two-tailed fox so you think we need more exotic solar heavy weapons? You th- you think that? So I I so sleeper, whisper, one K voices, um you know galley. I don't understand. There's there's more exotic heavies that are solar. I I think than the other way around. We actually a lot of the exotics already are like Wardcliff is arc. Right? Wardcliff is arc, and then there's like no void almost at all. Uh, so when you look at the most, the strongest weapons in the game, as far as exotic heavies go, they're solar. Whisper, Sleeper, 1K. Even when you look at the Ikalos shotgun, one of the strongest weapons in the game, it's still pretty strong, but pre-nerf it was even stronger. It's solar as well. Solar's in a great place. Void's the one that's got like almost nothing. I mean, tractor cannon, and then you can use that to really, really do lots of damage. But it's not necessarily like a weapon. It's 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 a de- it, it adds that debuff. Smash Boy, sorry for asking one more question, but what do you think about making nerfs for stuff like contest modifier? And when it ends, weapons will be rolled back to its previous state. The, what? Oh, making nerfs. And then you roll back the nerves? That's super confusing, bro. That's super confusing. You don't want to be like, hey, we made all these things weaker, but next week we'll bring them back. 
to their former glory. That's just odd. I don't think that, that that's a really weird, like moving scale of power that could get really confusing. And I don't think it would be a good decision. I think the quality of life there would just create frustration and confusion in the community. Well, I thought they nerfed this. Well, I thought they buffed this. What the frick's going on? You know, everything's changing. Civvy Beard. Do you think they should go further with the contest modifier and set everyone's power level for the duration as opposed to capping it? That might remove some of the RNG uh, in the grind window. Set everyone's power level to the duration as opposed to... No, 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 no. No, I've gotten versions of this question a lot lately. I've gotten versions of this question a lot. The... The raid prep is part of the raid, right? You don't want to shoot raid prep. You don't you make raid prep irrelevant if you do this. There's no reason to prep. So I think contest modifier combined with a week of prep would be way better. Way better. Now, I also think they should make leveling better as well. Blues and purples should drop at your power. When they drop at your power, that helps you round out your gear before doing a milestone. You know, you've always got that thing where you're like, dude, my boots are so low. If my boots would just drop, I'd be able to go do a milestone and get a big jump. Well, you can grind, you know, activities to get blues and purples at your level to round out those, uh, to round out those, those, those pieces before doing a milestone. SS Rotus says, do you think you will be able to complete the menagerie day one or will it be like the forges? Do you start them and there's you're way too weak to finish them? This is why I think they're doing heroic. I think they wanted to let you jump in day one. They want you to be able to jump in day one and do normal matchmake. Try it out. Have fun. It'll probably be tough. If you're at 700, it'll be tough. But then as you level up, it'll get easier. I don't, think, I don't think it's going to be like the Forge's day one. They're not going to repeat that mistake. <laughs> you know, Forge was cleared day one. Right, but it was very, very difficult, Forza. Like, you weren't at level for the encounter. Like, basically, Forge day one was set for, like, a week to two weeks later of power level that people could hit. So... By the way, again, if you're new and enjoying this, I know a lot of you are just here because you're waiting for maintenance to end. I do these talks and Q&As all the time. Click that follow button, that heart button. That helps support the stream. It helps you show up so you don't miss out on these conversations. Uh, We do these talks and Q&As and back and forth in Destiny all the time. It's like an interactive radio show. You can put it on while you're working and playing. I appreciate you guys being here. Um, Oslik Prime. People beg for more mechanics, but can't seem to comprehend passing the ball in the Corrupted Strike. What new mechanic would you suggest that even casual players could understand? I mean, you... It's so difficult, because, like, you have people that they're not dumb. They don't... It's not that they fail to comprehend. They got done with dinner, and they put their kids to bed, or they finished their homework... And they just want to shoot bad guys and see loot drop. So they don't know why they're getting hate mail about a public event where they wouldn't shoot the blight or they killed the blights too early. They don't get it. They're like, what the frick are you talking about, bro? I'm just here shooting bad guys. They're not dumb. They're not like some moron. They're just like, bro, I'm putting in a couple hours tonight. What are you talking? What's the problem? So... 
you gotta be careful. Like you want those people, you want those people to just to be able to sit down and do the looties and shooties. And this is why difficulty spectrum is so important. Because if you're like, dude, this is too easy, this is boring. As I said a little bit ago, there's content for you. There's the Shattered Throne, there's the harder difficulties, there's the raids, you know, and the harder difficulties have kind of gone by the wayside, but it seems like they're coming back in. Tier 1, 2, and 3 in the Reckoning, Heroic Mode of the Menagerie, we need to get back to that place where accessible content, but then you can make it harder. Blindwell 1, 2, 3, and 4, you know, that kind of a thing. People don't seem to struggle with the mechanics in Blindwell or Escalation Protocol, so I would go with that, that style of, of, of mechanic. Mechanics in this type of content cannot do a couple of things. Number one, it cannot require precise timing. So uh, we wouldn't even really call this precise timing, but like totems and sisters and oryx, like plates moving, counting down, trading places. You can't have that. That ain't going to work. That ain't going to fly. But if, oh, if I go stand on that, I get a buff. And oh, once you slam this, a boss comes out. And oh, once we do this, we can throw these things that kind of stuff is just way more accessible once you leave that and you get into like timing and everybody's got to move to here then there then here then there and if you don't you fail that's when it starts to fall apart for the general public they're like what the frick is going on I just want to shoot bad guys it's a delicate it's a delicate balance right mechanics and a match made activity there's still people who don't kill the envoys in gambit right or they don't stand on the pool that you make in gambit prime right (laughs) So, it's difficult. Brand new sub from Hand Grenade. Thank you. And no skimp with a Prime sub. Two new Prime subs came in. Thank you guys both for using your Prime subs on my channel. If you have a Prime sub and you use it here, I greatly appreciate that. Jergonomics. If the rest of the contest goes well for the raid, thoughts on how a variant of raid menagerie to have an option above heroic that would see the swords, the whole raid, rather than the season even at 750. Would this be valuable to implement? This is literally right out of my video. I said this in the video about the contest modifier. I said they could use this later on down the line and be like, hey, once you're 750, you can turn this on. Everything's 765. You're going to see swords the whole time. And here's some loot. Here's some bounties. Here's some motivation to do that. Yes, 100%. Like, this is a great idea because it's mine. I'm just kidding. It's not mine. I don't own it. But, like, I agree with the idea because, again, I've, I've, I've trotted this out on, in, a, in a previous video. And if people in the community are thinking of this, hopefully Bungie has thought of it as well. Nine months from Ouroboros. Thank you so much. Troll Annie. How do you feel about the best of the year one engrams? I see some frustration on forums about how those items should remain exclusive for year one players. Curious on your thoughts. Um, my thoughts are contained in three words. Get over it. Get over it. There's bigger things to worry about or be concerned about other than silly vanity items from the previous years. We want loot. We want content. Shut the frick up about stuff like that that don't matter. Like, serious. Thrally. Assuming that they have mechanics in Heroic, should this be done with strikes and nightfalls too? So the nightfalls add mechanics. For example, corrupted only uses the ball mechanic in the nightfall version. Um, I like this. I like this, and this goes hand in hand with something I've been talking about a lot recently. I've been saying they need to recapture the philosophy of King's Fall: design hard first, and then dial it back for normal. You design hard first. You add all these mechanics. You add all these pain points, all these rhythms, okay? And when you add all those rhythms, 
you then dial some of it back for normal. They should take this attitude with everything they build. Any horde mode, any strike, uh, any raid they build, anything. You should be building the hard mode first. Throw the kitchen sink at us. Make it ridiculous. And then you dial back all the mechanics for normal. You just took a piece of content and you gave it multiple purposes, multiple launch timings. That's great for drought. That's great for... That's great for the, the the annual pass rhythm, right? Anything you launch gets re- repurposed and resurfaced a couple of weeks later. So they the, the fact that that's why I told people the fact that heroic mode is in the menagerie is a good sign. It means they're they're considering going back down that road of difficulty spectrum. I have a couple of talks on this. Difficulty spectrum is humongously helpful to a game's longevity and satisfying a spectrum of player eagle says do you think benedict will sell new raid gear kind of like how he sells leviathan gear or do you think it'll be reworked entirely they need to shift away from that and that idea Uh, this is how a raid npc should function he has bounties that you do every week a bunch of them to grab they give you xp with him and you rank him up and the more you rank him up there's cool stuff ornaments for all the armor ornaments for all the guns a ghost a, a raid sparrow a raid ship uh, all those things all of them you rank him up instead of being like I got a bunch of tokens I'm gonna go buy something from him I, I just don't think that belongs in destiny purchasing from an NPC just needs to go away uh, Eagle with another one. Do you think they should allow you to rerun the raid for random rolls, but your loot pool is reduced to the loot that you got to drop from your first run of the week? That way, people wouldn't get all the gear week one. So you're modifying something that we've talked about a lot here. This idea has been floating around this community in particular for a while, that you run the raid once, you get all your powerfuls, and then you can run it again and get chances at better rolls. And you're saying... If you get a shotgun and a pair of boots, you can rerun it and you can keep getting those shotgun and boots to drop, but that's it. So it limits your pool for the week. I don't know that, that I, I would anticipate there being technical difficulties in the background for them to do that. Uh, and I don't know if I like it. I have to think about it. Uh, free found 94 with a prime sub. I'm sorry, no, not a prime sub, a brand new sub. Welcome. I would just say your first run has healthy drop rates and they're powerful. Every run after that, drop rates are diminished a little bit but you can get non-powerful drops. That's how Ada worked. You get two guns, grind for better rolls. Okay, so that's a great way to implement it then, right? Just give those types of bounties to the raid NPC. Each week he features one weapon and one armor piece bounty. You grab the bounty, you run the raid, guaranteed drop. There's RNG drops already happening in the raid, that's fine. But this week, the NPC's got a shotgun and a pair of boots. You grab both of those, you run in the raid. And you beat it. Didn't get them. Grab them again. Go run the raid. Just keep doing that over and over again so you get the roll that you want. Again, they really need to consider, if they're going to do this, they really need them to be discharge bounties. I charge up the bounty, it spits out the shotgun. Let's go run the raid again, I didn't get it. You charge up the bounty, it spits out the shotgun. Because you don't want, especially console players, you just don't want them feeling like they have to constantly go back to the tower. Um, 
Oslov or Oslive or OS Live says, what do you think was the biggest complaints in the next season other than the usual? I would think already you're going to have a video from me that says I'm upset that they combined the pools. Like we didn't get enough weapons in the raid. Most of the weapons are in the menagerie. That'll be a criticism. There may be criticism about heroic, not having matchmaking. There may be criticisms about the lack. Well, there already is criticism about the lack of PVP which I told everybody that they were not going to resurface and invest in PvP with Vicarious Vision Swan Song. I, I, I kind of tried to set people's expectations. You're getting nothing. You're getting a pinnacle weapon. And then they're going to talk to us about PvP over the summer to probably set the stage for September. So that would, those would probably be the complaints we hear. No lives. With Season of Opulence trailer being number 14 on YouTube trending right now, do you think a lot of people are going to come back? I said for a while that Opulence had to be a home run. They they really, they really had to knock it out of the park. And I feel like there's a chance they can pull that off. The rhythm looks good. The content looks good. It's It kind of reminds me, if you remember, when they started promoting Forsaken... And we were like, wow, they are really answering the community's, what the community wanted. They're really answering us. They're responding to us. This feels similar. Pick, choose the loot, you choose the gear you're going for, matchmaking. Those are big requests from the community. You can't really understate that that's in the marketing because it's like, this feels similar to Forsaken when they were giving us direct responses to our requests. So this could be a very recaptured moment. The other thing to consider is tinfoil hat theory here. The raid is being shoved out super fast. We're going to beat it. And then they're going to talk to us on Thursday and say, the future is bright. Here's some things we're working on. We're going to talk to you and tease you about what's coming in September. Look for us to go to E3. We even theorized this morning that what happens in the raid could be tied to Savathun. And they point forward. Our brave guardians back home went and braved the raid. And they went in and they fought some emissary or sword thing that is was there and sent by Savathun, who's going to be the main antagonist in the Taken Queen in September. It's it, That's my tinfoil hat. Like, this is all tied together. The raid launch timing, they're going to talk to us as soon as the, the, they said they're, as soon as the raid belts are worn, they're going to start talking to us about the next era of destiny. It's all, it's all related. It's all related. Loniat says, there were Vex in the trailer, and I was wondering if this will extend beyond Leviathan or another destination like in the Leviathan. I mean, I think the Vex in the trailer are just in there because they're in there because the Leviathan eats plants. It's called the Menagerie. And a menagerie is a collection of animals, so that's what this is. It's a collection. It's it's Callus's collection of champions for us to beat, basically. Gary, do you think it's worth it to wait for glory rank boost for someone who does not enjoy comp to get the recluse? I don't even know when the glory rank boost is coming. I would think. Of course, it's going to speed things up. You got to understand something, though. It, it gets kind of full in there when the glory rank is 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 rolling over faster. Six of one, half a dozen the other. You do it when it's not going on. You might not have as many people in the playlist that are really grinding out and sweating. Um, you do it when it is when when there is a glory rank boost, and you get more glory, but you probably face against sweatier teams. People in chat are saying they've never done a glory rank boost. Only only valor. I thought they've done glory rank, like double glory 
I think they're right, though. I think they're right in the chat. I don't think they've ever done glory boost. There's no such thing as a glory boost. Yeah, glory doesn't do boost. Okay, so your question's irrelevant. I guess just do it now. Maybe you were thinking that, that Valor and Glory were the same thing when you've seen the announcements about boosts. Uh, Thrally says, um, what, what would you think about a six-man matchmade activity where a pre-made fire team of three or more is required? Those are the only ones you can who could do the mechanics as they can communicate, and the solo players can engage the content that can't screw up complicated mechanics. I don't necessarily disagree with the sentiment here. The sentimentality here is we're not going to let you do matchmaking in Heroic, but we'll at least let you matchmake as long as you have two people with you. Right? Just bring one or two people with you, and then you can matchmake into Heroic. I see where your head's at. That might work. Cobra Baby Milk. Do you think the weapon nerfs in PvE and new raid contest mode are heading towards the correct path with them trying to make the raid in general play more balanced and engaging? Well, I mean, this is this is kind of a gimme. You're asking me to say, do I think wearing sunglasses will help, you know, block the sun when I go outside? Yes. I mean, that's exactly what I think is going to be happening here. There, there's... There's been plenty of commentary on this now. Myself, Slayer Rage, and Datto all released videos that basically said, the nerfs suck, but they were needed. We were too strong. They can't make engaging content. Not to mention, they basically said that in the in the TWAB. That it's really, really, it, it's really, really hard to make challenging and engaging content when we are so insanely strong. Blackbird. Do you feel the season pinnacles give a hint of any upcoming buffs? I'd love to see grenade launchers get more ammo. I think they're fine with spike nades. I think they're fine heavy weapons, but they don't have enough ammo. Rockets could get a nice buff again. Two in the chamber at the very least. That could be a hint from... That could be a a hint from the truth coming back. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Oslek Prime. The exotic nerfs were entirely justified and people overreacted. I feel like they will all still be just as used before, but not broken. What are your thoughts? Sorry if you've already covered this. Yeah, I've already said this numerous times. The exotics will still get a lot of use, a lot of representation in the community. They're still going to be very, very helpful, but this is going to allow them to make content that we don't want everything to feel like the reckoning, right? Here's a ton of ads in yellow bars. Better use Skull Nova and Riggs Tether. Better use Phoenix well. Like, the, if, if we just keep getting content like Reckoning, I just, I really, really feel like that would be very disappointing. Bearded Infamy. Any thoughts on the treasure hunts they briefly mentioned? I, you know, who knows? There could be a bounty system rotating things that we're hunting for, weapons or something, in the menagerie each week. There could be mysteries to solve, puzzles, things like that, that we don't really understand off the get-go. We don't know much yet. Infinite Blue. Do you think a finite amount of gunsmith bounties for cores is a way of subtly nerfing the core income of hardcore players? There was no limit to scrapper bounties. I don't think hardcore players were filling their coffers with with scrapper bounties, my friend. I think they were doing Hawthorne's Milestone, because you get seven, and then they were getting six from the spider. You buy two a day from, from spider, because it gets kind of expensive, and then the periodic scrapper bounty. I would say 80 to 90 80 to 90% of the the enhancement core stockpiles are not from scrapper bounties, probably from Hawthorne's milestone and spider. So no, I don't think this is this is addressing that. 
Ashen Annihilator. Not wanting to be a Debbie Downer, but a lot of the good perks people praised in Drifter were just variations of Rampage or Kill Clip. Swashbuckler, Master of Arms. Any ideas for perks that aren't just necessarily reload uh, or damage related? Well, it gets it gets tough, okay? It gets tough because in a game where your gun shoots and reloads, those are kind of the two things you're gonna buff, right? It shoots faster, it maybe it hits harder, it reloads quicker. Um, I think people need to remember there's only so much you can do with weapons in general. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm gonna swing this sword. Okay, well, we can affect it's it's it when it hits something, the damage that the sword does, how fast you can swing it, uh, how much stamina cost when you swing it, and maybe some other perks that just kind of add to the rest of your build. There's only so much you can do within guns. They're guns. They shoot. They reload. That's that, that's that's kind of the thing. That's the spectrum they exist on. This is why this is this is tying into something that I keep coming back through the one string banjo that Lono says this is why we need to leave stuff behind. They get painted into a corner. All these great guns, all these great perks and you can carry them for forever. So you have no reason to chase the new stuff because as you said, the perks are just sort of variations of existing perks we've already had. Um D1 had way better perks and they weren't damage related well they could come back to saying like in year 3 they could have the first set of perks that we're accustomed to and then we could have a bunch of new perks that affect stability that affect I don't you know um, I'm trying to think of the other things that you could affect because there's only so many stat, there's only so many stats there's only so many stats you can influence and the, and the only ones that we're really missing right now are stability perks like brace frame and hand laid stock there's not a lot of perks from D1 that if they suddenly brought them back would really change and add a lot of dynamics and versatility to the weapon system and the perk system Fidel do you think we will possibly see a menagerie exclusive exotic kind of like the black armory oh i would i would i would guarantee you there's going to be an exotic inside underdog and life support yeah okay underdog and life support could come back I forgot about those um so zen moment and rabbit hit both affect stability in a conditional way Raz in a conditional way rabbit hit and and zen are conditional upon hitting the target and zen was around in D1 I'm talking about hand laid stock brace frame and there was another one I forget it so, uh, Fett says, based on player feedback, do you anticipate Bungie going to have separate loot pools between? We've already addressed this. I hope they do, but probably not. Uh, OS Live, what do you think about the concept of light versus dark weapons to be used for PVE and PvP in the DLCs to come? I mean, splitting the loot pool is something that people have wanted for a really, really long time to help balance PvP and not hurt PVE. More cat. Just out of curiosity, you say bows are not that strong. Why do most solo vids for zero hour and things of the like use mostly bows? Multiple bows can get archer's tempo and rampage that allows rampage streaks. Um, also, bows don't have to reload. Why do you think they are weak? 
I didn't say that they were weak. I said, and, and again, you're talking, you're going to a contextual situation. Bows are helpful in certain situations. I love using a bow at the end of, of, of Scourge. But in most scenarios, a hand cannon hits really hard. It establishes a stun pattern. And when you're using something like the Warden's Law with Feeding Frenzy, reloading is like not really a pain point compared against draw time. So... I'm not saying they're weak. I just think they're fu- they're good, but bows aren't. I don't feel like they're as highly, you know. I don't think they're as pinnacle across the board. Like hand cannons are just super universal. Bows are great in zero hour because you have to kind of stay drawn back, and they're great for the kind of hidden headshots on the vandals and stuff. It's good to take those like pot shots from far away, and they're better than scouts. So go into that contextual reason to say that like bows are really really strong I don't necessarily say they're weak I just don't think they're at the pinnacle because sometimes you're just going to be like dude a hand cannon would be so much better here it's just going to really really help stun and do good damage in a quick amount of time bows can kind of fall out of the pocket in the close range environments because they they don't feel super strong llama god after the forge flop and season of the drifter am i wrong not being optimistic about menagerie forge did not flop the forges had really really good sort of drawn out engagement and niobe labs was good until they randomly threw out a clue and said they weren't going to throw out a clue um on a friday evening at a random time um and but other than that i feel like scourge of the past and the forge is like forge was actually very very highly praised to the point that when drifter landed people pointed to the forge and said forge was better forge was better you know and it had it had more it had more to do uh more going on so i if you're not optimistic about the menagerie or 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 opulence i'm not going to try and convince you i think it looks good i think it looks like it's giving us what we want Stuff to stuff to grind, stuff to chase. Clown. What do you think which weapons will be good for in the menagerie? Close quarters stuff, shotguns, hand cannons, machine guns, stuff like that. It you know, whisper probably not. Seems a little seems a little like close quarters on top of each other, you know. Karma plays. Do you ever think they will implement an armor system like the prime armor system gear sets into the raids? It could make our raid armor useful again. Yeah, we talked about armor sets already today, so I'd love to see it, but there's got to be a reason to get a full set. So there has to be something beyond normal. So once you, um, you, you, once you get a full set, what am I doing with it? There, a harder version of the raid would almost be necessary. Um, can't blame them for throwing out a clue they forgot to put in the game the first time it was really unsolvable for that I don't have a problem with them throwing out a clue listen to what I said very carefully it'll help you in the future not make silly comments I said throwing out a clue at a random time and random day after saying they weren't going to did you hear all those words there's a lot of words there that I said previously that adds a lot to my criticism of the clue being given Uh, opinions get you banned uh, why would making curate, uh, curated raid endgame weapons and armor come with two mode slots be something you'd get behind? I don't know what you mean by two mode slots. I didn't say that. I, that's, I, I, this isn't even an idea I trotted out. I said you could have curated versions of the weapons, so when they drop curated, they're awesome. And they would have stuff you can't get anywhere else. That's what I said. Uh... 
Dr. Squatch. Why is there speculation that Menagerie and the Raid share a loot pool? Just because we can't discern the sets from the trailer? Doesn't seem to be the only that we would just have seen tease. Bungie really shows raid gear and encounters in trailers unless it's a dedicated raid trailer. Homie, they did it in Scourge and the Black and and they did it in Black Armory. That's why we think it's gonna happen. They literally did it in Black Armory. And when we see that many weapons and they all have the same aesthetic and the menagerie is on the Leviathan and so is the raid, we're I don't think we're I don't think we're jumping to conclusions when we think it's gonna be shared. It's going to be shared. We don't want it to be shared, but it probably will be. Chief, what do you think about Opulence? Do you think Bungie will somehow mess it up, or are they going to do good since they got the split from Activision? I'm done answering questions like this. What do you, what do you want me to say? Like, do you think it's going to be good, or are they going to mess it up? I don't know. It looks good. What else can we say? No, dude, they're definitely going to mess this up. They're going to fumble this ball so hard. Like, I don't know how to answer questions like this. Druid. Dan, speaking on a previous comment where strike loot grind, do you think it'd be cool to have strike specific armor like in D1 and keep the weapons strictly for nightfalls? This works, but I don't think armor is a strong enough motivator. I don't know. I'm going to say maybe. Do you really want to grind strikes for some armor? I think guns are a little bit more of a draw. And then full sets from planets and full sets from raids and stuff are a draw. But I don't think somebody's going to really want to grind the strike playlist. Again, if you do the bounty system that Ada has, then Zavala could give you armor piece weapon each week. So you could slowly work on a full set of Vanguard armor if you wanted, and then you could also work on weapons that you want. Uh, Three months from Jasky, thank you. You could also say that... I'm going to get a benefit if a, with a full Vanguard armor set in Strikes and Nightfalls. Um, it won't be shared. They're just holding back what they're revealing with no vid doc. I think they're just holding back this time, letting us discover. I don't think you can speak that definitively, Van- Gandalf. I really don't think you can. I, there's n- th- there's way more reason to think it's going to be shared. I don't think you have anything in your corner to say it, with, with any confidence that the loot pools won't be shared. I'm with you in hoping that they're not shared, Hoping that they're not shared and kind of saying it's likely they will be are two very different statements. We have literally nothing to predict they won't be shared. So. Filthy says, would it be bad if all the armor and weapons shown so far for Menagerie and the crown set is updated Leviathan gear? Well, it's not because they aesthetically, they're not the same. So that we, we can already say that's not true. Smoked jaw. Um... What kind of mechanics would you prefer in the new raid menagerie, last switch mechanics, or scourge, or both? A mixture. I like I like when it's a mixture of intensity, but also mechanics. Like I feel like Scourge brings that. And and so did Wrath. If it's purely mechanics, or you know, or just super intense, you know. There's a tweet saying servers are back up, okay? Opinions get you banned. Do you think that we are now forced to do a quest to enter the raid that it could reward armor with those mods on them to even the playing field? Um, oh, reward armor with those mods. Yeah, see, I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see if those mods are even going to work. We don't we, we don't know. So, listen, if you guys have enjoyed the q and I'm going to keep going through the questions. Typically, when the servers come back up, a lot of people leave because they're going to go play. 
if you're going to leave and go play, make sure and throw my channel a follow on your way out. Typically, people come in here, and this is like the waiting room for maintenance to be over. So if maintenance is, in fact, over, uh, just throw me a follow on your way out. Or stick around. The q and is fun. Just keep me on in the background while you play. Unconventional says, Are you worried about the pacing of content endgame with the raid dropping day one rather than having something to look forward to? No, because they're trotting out heroic mode of, of menagerie. They're trotting out new bosses. They're trotting out quests for exotics. Uh, you know, and then we have the the Triumph Hall or Hall of Triumphs. Uh, no, Tribute Hall, Moments of Triumph, and Solstice of Heroes. So there's, there's a lot spaced out here. Novastar. Do you think that the Moments of Triumphs will reintroduce record books back into Destiny 2? I have no idea. I can't speculate on that. Rabid, uh, Rabid Rabbit. In your previous talks, you mentioned that Bungie has a lot of great content that isn't being repurposed. For example, the Baron fights. When Bungie did this with Warmind and Osiris, where strikes were story missions, content creators in the community criticized them. The people that criticized Bungie for using story missions as strikes, those people are stupid. Okay? Yo, it's good, Montantico. Why so harsh, Lono? Because you're stupid. Why would they not? Like, think about what you're saying. In a game where we grind and we loop through content, you're basically telling Bungie to not do that or to give you less content. I'm sorry, but you're an, you're an idiot. That's a dumb perspective to have. If they... Listen, if they're going to give you... Let's just imagine that in September, we get the Taken Queen, okay? And instead of just giving you three strikes, they can give you six strikes because they build the campaign from the strikes. What the frick is wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Oh, it's lazy. What are you talking about? Why are you saying, why are you chopping off your nose to spite your face? No, give me less content, Bungie. Give me story missions that aren't repurposed as strikes and that I never play ever again. That, that, that is a stupid idea. You're asking for less content. That criticism hurts my brain. You literally are playing a game where you replay content. That's the point. And you're like, don't don't give me that don't I want less of that it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense it is a it's a the irony is it's a lazy criticism it is a lazy criticism you're basically telling Bungie I want you to take man hours bandwidth creativity boss fights environments I want you to create it all and I play it once what the frick? Go play an action-adventure game then, right? Go play a game that is linear A to B and you never replay it because that's what you're asking for. It's lazy de- It's lazy design to make a mission a strike. Why? Make an argument. That's an assertion. Make an argument. Why? Why is that lazy design? Every mission consists of basically the same thing. You fight some ads, you mess with some mechanics, and then there's a boss. That's a strike. That's a strike. So what you're actually, this is why this is why this hurts my brain. Like think really like really really track with me here. Really really track with me here. You're basically telling them create a mission where I kill ads, satisfy mechanics and kill a boss, but don't ever bring that back into the game. I don't ever want to replay that. Why? 
You're basically just telling them, no, no, no. It's fine for you to build build missions where I kill ads and kill bosses, but I don't ever want to do that again. I don't ever want to do that again. Leave that on the shelf. Baron fights, the entire Forsaken campaign, just in a dustbin. We never touch it. There's no, there's, you're, you're not even making an argument. You're just asserting it's lazy. Why is it lazy? It literally makes no sense to leave it on the shelf. It just doesn't. Because you're not telling them, this is this is never the argument, okay? No one ever says, well, I feel like they could devote more time to creating immersive storytelling where it's not so simplistic and those story missions could really set the ethos. No, they say, it's lazy. I, they shouldn't reuse missions as strikes. What? You see what I'm saying? Like, the whole game is set up the same way. You land somewhere... You look around, you go forward, you shoot ads, many bosses, and then there's a boss, and then you're done. And you're basically saying, I want to do that, but I don't ever want to do that ever again. And then in the very next breath, you're going to be like, where's all the content, Bungie? Where's all the content? I got nothing to do. I got nothing to grind. And in, in, in the last, in, in the same breath, you use the same oxygen to be like, "Don't give me content. Where's my content?" What? It, it it's convoluted. And the reason I get so wound up about this, the reason I get so irritated, is we hold the game back with empty, thoughtless criticism. It's thoughtless. It's like, why are you doing? They should have re- they should have reused the Baron fights. They're awesome. There's 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 specific loot that can drop in them. They're great fights. They're amazing. Instead of saying, let's actually criticize what's really vacant. Okay, not enough loot, not enough perks, not enough perk diversity. We don't. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about how they shouldn't reuse story missions as strikes. What in the frick are you talking about? Like. If you argue for that and you're one of the people that's kicked dirt in Bungie's face every time they've tried to repurpose content or repurpose story missions or give you more content loops and you've complained about that, then you have you have forfeited your right to complain about a lack of content because you're part of the reason we get less. Leviathan says, earlier you mentioned Bungie telling us about old armor from COS Raid. I would disagree that they should tell us because that ruins the figure it out part of the raid. Why do you think they should tell us? Because we're prepping in six hours, homie. We're prepping in six hours. If they gave us a week, I might agree with you. Like, you're literally literally giving us six hours to prepare. Just tell us, right? Just tell us just tell us if the armor is going to work in there. <laughs> is it? It's already an extreme prep window. Don't throw it. Don't throw that monkey wrench in there, right? Mm-mm-mm. People telling me to chill. You've apparently never watched my stream. That's what I do. I get amped up and I get passionate. If you don't like it, sorry. Go see if there's a grandma streaming with the, with a quiet voice. Uh, Slipknot, do you think they will potentially introduce Savathun and wait for her main story in D3? Yeah, we had a whole debate about this this morning. I could easily see them saying Savathun's not going to show up, but they could leave. They could basically say she is coming and the raid is tied to her coming. So then they're basically like, 
okay, the raid's over. This is pointing to Savathun, and then Savathun comes in September, right? Savathun comes in September, and it's called the Taken Queen. We go back to the Dreadnought. That's that's been my speculation for a really long time. I don't think they're going to shove Savathun into opulence, but they could basically give like a pin drop, like look at this boss. This is from Savathun. This points to something bigger happening. It, it, to me, everything's opulence, everything's Leviathan, everything's callous. Shoving her in would be weird. Hinting at her coming, I, I could get in line with that. Especially considering we're blitzing the raid in one day, right? We're blitzing the raid in one day, then they're going to talk to us about the next era of Destiny. Wouldn't that make sense then for you to, to use the raid as like the story springboard to September? It, it, it very much could be set up in that way. So... He called the viewer stupid. I did not call the viewer stupid. Settle down before you go on Twitter and get the social, the social justice squad after me. I said, if, conditional statement, if you argue that Bungie should never create story missions that are also strikes, you're stupid. And I mean it. Because you are. <laughs> That's a stupid thing to think and say. You're asking for less content. That's stupid. I'm sorry. If that hurts your feelings then stop being stupid. <laughs> like, you're basically setting down to the table and saying, listen, we consistently ask for more content, but I'm going to argue for less. And my reason is because I think it's lazy. That's your reasoning. That's your argumentation. Woo. You've just wowed all of us. Come on. Set, like, come on. Calm down. Jasky. What do you think Menagerie will bring to the end game of D2 as a whole? Do you think it will offer enough incentive, fun replayability? This is just a lot of speculation. I think it's going to be good. Looks like an intentional grind. Looks like it'll be fun. Seth Eubank says, Is this the season the gunsmith will give us Masterwork Core Bounties? Yes. There's some dailies and some weeklies. We don't know how many. Um, so, one word barons. That's what I'm saying, dude. That's what I'm saying. Can you honestly look me straight in the face? Look me straight in the face and tell me that those Baron fights should be left on the shelf and not repurposed as strikes. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Right? Come on. It's, it's They're great. They're great fights. They're great missions. You know, and then you throw some unique loot in there. It's all, it would be great. It would be great. But instead, we played that stuff back in September, and we barely touched it since. Dude, I did the Mindbender fight the other day, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I forgot about how good this fight is." And it's and it's been sitting there. It's been sitting there in a box basically since September. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Peter Iliak. Do you think it's possible we'll see another dungeon like Shattered Throne? Is it necessary? Uh, is it necessary? Could be ma- uh, the menagerie be enough? <clears throat> now I know people want more. Uh, they want more things like that, right? They want the. Um, they want more dungeons. They want more secret missions. I think one dungeon or one secret mission like Outbreak Perfected, um, I think one of those a season is fine. You, you go a little too far. That's that's not meat and potatoes content, right? It's like a good, it's like a good dessert um, at the end, right? So, the Mad Bomber could have had a grenade launcher. 
Trickster could have had a sniper. D- see, like Ashen Annihilator is tracking with me. That's that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Even if they're just decent weapons, but they're different, they're unique, they're cool. I what are we what are we what are we arguing for here? The Panoptes fight was really fun. It wasn't that challenging, but it was dope. And we can't replay it. That's a failure. That's a failure. Why? Why would you not do that? Why would you not replay that? Give him a cool weapon. Give him something neat. Like, throw him in the nightfall. What are we doing? Becca with a brand new one. Welcome. DJ Clutch. How do you feel about the recycled exotics? Do you think it's laziness on behalf of the studio? Somebody quoted Reddit. It's like 33% old exotic, 66% new. I think it's a perfectly fine split. They're nostalgic. We love them, but they've given us plenty of new exotics. Just look at the annual pass thus far. You have the Monarch. You have the Jotun. You have the Arbalist. You have the Izanagi's Burden. You have, um, you could even go back as far as the 1K Voices. Uh, you have so many new exotics. And in the new, and, and then coming up in the next season, you have the truth, but you also have the the Lumina. You have uh, pro- it looked like an SMG from oh I forgot about the Anarchy, and then oh and the Malfeasance. Yeah, there's been plenty of new exotics. Listen, if they were giving us like one new exotic and like three of the olds, I would start to give this criticism more traction. But it's like man, oh man, dude, they they have really done I think a fair job with the with the old and new exotic tra- like uh, split. So. Shin says, I think the criticism is that Bungie usually releases a set amount of strikes three to five. If all those were barons from the DLC, uh, they would say that's enough strikes, right? People are concerned that they would take additionally added strikes. I've never heard anybody say that, Shin. Whenever the strike story mission thing comes up, I've always said, make the entire story mission out of strikes so you can then repurpose it, throw it in the Nightfall playlist, throw it in the strike, Strike playlist. We get more content. We net more. Every time I've made that argument, my conclusion is a net game. We get more and people push back and they don't push back and say what you just said. They push back and say, that's lazy. And I'm like, huh? I just told you, you would get more content. What the frick? Like, that's why I said it's stupid. It's, it's, it's not a sensible position. It's unintelligent. It's you're cutting off your nose to spite your face. You're standing on some weird principle. No, give me less content. Okay. You know, it would be like, it's, it's, it's like saying this. Okay. Your mom makes this just banging pizza. It's so good. The pizza's amazing. Okay. And you eat half of it and your mom's boxing the pizza up to put it in the fridge. And you're like, what are you doing, mom? She's like, we could have this again as, as leftovers in a day or two. Mom, that's lazy. Throw it in the trash. I don't ever want to eat that again. I know it was good. I know I high-fived you and said you're the best mom ever, but throw the pizza in the freaking trash, mom. That's lazy. Come on. What are we talking about here? It's just lu- it's a ludicrous position. It's ludicrous. Tooler. I thought it was odd that there aren't exotic armor quests in the game when I started. What do you think exotic quests for armor where you replay a moment from a character's life, like playing for the warlock who used geomags? I mean, I would love this, but this again, this is really related to what we just talked about. You th- that there's a lot of work that would go into that quest and you play it once. 
Do you see? Usually what they do with an exotic quest is they just rope you through existing, right? You're it's it's do this in existing content and then eventually you get the exotic. Creating an entire quest and mission and boss and everything for something that you literally play one time. Again, I'm coming at this from the from the mindset of whatever Bungie builds, we want to get a lot of life out of it. Okay? If they're gonna sit down and make something you as the player should want to get a lot of life out of it. Why? If you're in my chat right now and you're playing Destiny right now, okay, you're a hobbyist. You are in. You continue to play the game four years into its life cycle, okay? That means you don't you don't want them to, to spend time on stuff that doesn't feed your hobby. So a, a big long like, and this is why when people are like, "Oh, give us more dungeons, give us more outbreak perfected missions," one a season is good. You don't want them spending a disproportionate amount of time on that type of content. You want, and this is the honest to goodness truth. You want more meat and potatoes content. Why am I logging in week to week, day to day? Why? Why? That's not why. You do that once, and that's over and done with. If they do too much of that, think about it like this. Every time they take time to work on something like an Outbreak Perfected mission, they're re- th- that's a perfect example. That's what you're talking about. I'm going to a specific place in time to get an exotic, okay? It's Buddha time. Thank you for five months. Every time they create that, there's something else they're not creating. There's something else they're not working on because they're working on that. They can't clone themselves. So they're working on this instead of working on something else. So the amount of content they put like that in the game, you always have to think, if they're going to give you 10 pieces of content, how many pieces of that content do you want to be non-loopable content, non-grindable? It's 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 a one-off. You don't want that to dominate the landscape. You want more meat and potatoes. So 7 out of if they're going to give you 10 pieces, 7 or 8 of the pieces need to be loopable, good meat and potatoes, good grind, whether it's the menagerie or menagerie to harder difficulty or the reckoning or the forges or the raid or strikes or missions or whatever. If it's too much one-off stuff, that's when we get into that weird space of like I'm done with everything. This is why This is why the old DLC model wasn't working, right? Everything felt like a one-off. It was like, I'm done with the campaign. You added one or two strikes and there's weapons to chase, but there's nothing. It it doesn't feel like there's anything to do. You'd finish it all in a month. You'd play like a hobbyist. Curse of Osiris was like that. Exactly. You played like a hobbyist and a month and a half in, you were done. You got all the forge weapons. It was it. And now you got to wait three months for new content. Nothing, nothing happens for three months. So, if you're a hobbyist player, the rhythm of the annual pass is in rhythm and in harmony with your habits, and too many one-off missions is not in harmony with the player base. So, you, I'm not saying we don't want missions like this, we just don't want a ton of them, because that again, that detracts from the meat and potatoes content that gets developed. So, 18 months from Boss Tackett. I'm not Russian. The only problem I have with rotating bosses with different loot pools is the possibility that we could have a repeat of the Reckoning. The loot pool was too large and the drop rates were too low. If the Menagerie learns from Reckoning's mistakes, should we expect Bungie to buff drop rates? Okay, you might be out of the loop. There's not a drop rate. You choose the gear you're grinding for. As far as we know, it's going to be like the Ada Bounty situation. 
Now, I don't know. Maybe it it seems like you charge it up. I don't I don't I don't think you're I don't think you're depending on a bad drop rate. You are correct by the way. If they did rotating bosses and the drop rate sucked, I'm agreeing with you. That's one of the problems with the reckoning. So, as far as we know, the setup of menagerie is closer to Ada where it's intentional directional, you pick what you're getting. Bloodhound, do you think any D1 Wades will return one day or no? Well, we, we've heard pretty consistently that bringing D1 content into D2 is tough. Um, so, probably not. I would love it, but uh, probably not. Just because of the, how challenging it is to, it's not, it's not copy-paste. Uh, it's not copy-paste. They have to, they have to basically, um, they have to, like, port it, basically. They did it for Thunderlord. Yeah, but it was, like, one little area. So, we've had multiple people say, and I I think it's, I think it's, it's clear. Because if they, think about it, man. If they could bring some of that stuff back, they'd shove that in the Infinite Force. You could do a, a raid boss rush and just throw it in the Infinite Force and call it a simulation. I wanted to do a dark future version of all the raids where everything's different and the weapons look different because it's a simulated dark future of Vault of Glass and King's Fall. So. And as Soul is saying, yeah, porting a small area over is different than an entire destination or a raid. The raid has mechanics, it has, you know, enemies that come out and all that. Uh, Franchise. It is possible that the raid will be the end of the Curse of the Dreaming City, which may then open up power drop options to stop others and this is why they're releasing the day the raid on day one. Oh, I didn't even think about it like that <clears throat> i still think they're releasing the day the raid day one because of marketing gaming scrubs why do you think the strikes aren't nearly as fun to grind in d2 is it the lack of strike specific loot what are your thoughts thanks there's no driver i think that's part of it i think that's part of it the boss fights are actually really enjoyable, but there's just no driver. There's, there's, you're just doing it. Think about it like this: your primary engagement with strikes. Oh, did I not put anything in the fridge? That's terrible. Okay, so think about it like this: the primary engagement that you have with, um, with strikes is for like power. Yeah, so so like it's I think in some respects it's sort of trained people to think about strikes in like a really weird way, because um, you're basically you're not getting gear, you're getting it's like a transaction, and so I think it's kind of neutered strikes appeal. Uh, Zenegade says, "What are your opinions on four returning exotics in the upcoming season?" I already talked about returning exotics. Game Shimmy says, considering the fact that Bungie had, had a bad launch with D1 and D2 and has needed DLC to save the franchise, I know it's not the Bungie to deliver. Uh, I wanted to know your thoughts. This isn't a question. What my thoughts on what? Like that they've had bad launches and needed DLC to save it? I, I, I yeah, that's been a thing. It's a bummer. The whole narrative has been probably we probably have led to this because they've been in a reactionary state since 2013 when they decided to delay the game and break it apart and not go with Joseph Stoughton's vision for the game. I mean, I don't know what I don't I don't truly know what you want me to say other than that. I mean, that's just that's been kind of my 
my overarching theory is that this this has all happened because they've been in a state of reaction. Um, Hans Hans J, uh, Hans B Jack says, "Do you think Menagerie is going to be really easy because it has matchmaking?" Um, I think there's a difference between something being accessible and something being easy. I also think six people in there. If you got some, uh, if you got some dum dums running around, then you could probably pick up the slack. So, uh, breakout. What year two exotic weapons do you want a catalyst for? I don't really have an opinion on this. Uh, Reese, do you think they could put some content in the er- in early like they did with the forge? Oh, but like by accident and stuff. That might have already happened. I don't know. People would have to tell us if anything is in the game. Um, maybe something with Zer. Probably not though. Exile. Do you agree the season of opulence will be a SIVA-based raid, even though on the Leviathan most lore leaves me to believe it's going to be SIVA? We've had a lot of different discussions about this today. I have no idea what I think now. <laughs> a bunch of people changed my mind, so I don't know what I think. I you know, him pulling SIVA into the ship and needing her help would have been cool, but there's like an ascendant cutscene and there's hive, so I don't know. Uh, Snavarette if the menagerie ends up having complex mechanics could it be a test bed for Bungie to try out matchmaking for end game activities such as a raid no I don't think so I don't think it's going to have complex mechanics I don't think they're going to bring matchmaking to raids after the reckoning uh, SSJ Sponge any predictions on Destiny 2 year 3 Destiny 3 at E3 no I don't think they're going to talk about Destiny 3 at all the next era for Destiny 2 is another annual pass some t- some kind of DLC this September, and I think that's what they're going to be talking about. Marine Misk says, "Is there a new season pass or the same pass that I bought from Destiny 2 came out?" Well, there was the season pass for Curse of Osiris and Warmind, and then there was an annual pass for Black Armory, Season of the Drifter, and Season of Opulence. They're separate. One's a season pass, one's an annual pass. Uh, Pleasant played a lot of Destiny One, but stopped playing when D2 came out. Is it too late to start playing D2? The, I, I told so I told people a lot this lately. If you start with vanilla Destiny 2, play through the whole campaign, then you play through Curse of Osiris, Warmind, and Forsaken, it's actually a really, really fun shooter RPG story um, to get all the way caught up. And then there's tons of loot to grind for when you're done with all that, because you haven't been playing. Wobbly Jelly, as someone who's been playing for a little bit of amount of time there, uh, how should I get ready for the new season? Just bought the annual pass last night. You really can't... Um, you really can't get ready uh, for the new season. It's not really possible. So, Taterific Live. I mean, you can you can basically say bounties and do the surge to get to 690, but you're not really going to be ready for the season. Like that would be basically what I would do. You could do the raid prep guide and save all those bounties, and then do day one surge quests. But other than that, you really can't get ready. There's not. There's. You're probably just too far behind. Uh, Taterific Live. What if the raid and menagerie share a loot pool, but certain perks are only available on items that dropped in the raid? Well, I people might be misunderstanding. The shared loot pool in Black Armory between Scourge and the Forge, you couldn't get the threat level shotgun in the forges. It was just clear they were all from the same loot pool. They all looked the same. So instead of getting the sniper in the raid, you could only get it in the forge. You could only get the shotgun in the raid. So when we say shared loot pool, that's what we mean. It's not like you could get the threat level in both locations, but you could only get it with Trench Barrel in the raid. That's not how it worked. Surge, when participating in the race for Worlds First, what's your attitude? Uh, Sense of urgency, chill. I just like the discovery. I don't try to go for Worlds First. 
Bowers, do you think that we might get a continuation of the Aldrin storyline in this season, or do you think it's a backburner? Probably backburner until September. Um, this is all about Callus. I don't think we're going to see Aldrin until September. Uh, Deadly says, what if Oryx was never dead and in the menagerie? There's no reason to think that. Big Bungie tweet. All right, hang on. We're going to weave this in to the discussion. Bungie just did a big tweet. Bungie is, uh, everybody's kind of freaking out in chat. It says, tune in for the reveal of the next chapter of Destiny 2, Thursday, June 6th. I told you. What did I tell you, chat? What did I tell you? I said that Thursday that we're going to start talking about what was next. I said that. I said the raid's going to get out of the way. They're going to start talking to us. They're going to do a freaking stream. Now, keep in mind, what does this match? This match is a previous marketing strategy. They're going to do the stream, and then they're going to go to E3. They did this before. They set the, they set the tone and the message first, and then they go to E3. So we'll have to wait and see if I'm right about them going to E3. <laughs> I called it. I called it. I told you. It's marketing, man. It's marketing. That's what it is. That's what it is. You're going to have to learn to trust me. <laughs> That's exciting. That's very, very exciting. Um, Gritter, should taking Queen arrive in September or are we better to wait? Uh, it just depends on... I mean, we're going to have to find out next week, probably. Uh, we'll have to find out next week. Um just to see because you know they're 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 it depends on what the pacing is for the rest of destiny 2 to destiny 3 i would think you'd want to have the uh this this september be taken queen that's just my opinion though solian do you think that when bungie said you could choose your rewards that you should have a system where you finish menagerie or the raid and a screen pops up with multiple choices of stuff i mean you could do it that way or i think you just go with the bounty system kind of like how ada did defo side do you think the menagerie will have its own exotic drop for heroic mode possible uh alchemist says so what do you mean the dreaming city bounties are glitched on the sheet they're not glitched but you don't want to do more than seven apparently if you have eight completed it can mess things up mr complainy face do you think our stockpiles of leviathan raid tokens will be usable probably not KJOT, what do you think about them reducing the amount of weapons and instead of working on more better armor, I feel it's too many weapons and not enough good armor pieces. Keep up the good work. Well, I mean, they did two entire sets for Forge and, and, and Scourge. Um, there's not much they can do with armor right now, honestly. Guns are more exciting. Mr. Swade, in D1, or Swede, in D1 there was two versions of Doctrine and there was a Doctrine of Depth. Is that maybe what will have the difference between Menagerie? Oh, I would love that. That'd be hot. Uh, Nadi Yasso, I know you're not a game designer, but if you could choose one weapon archetype to buff, which one and how? If you could choose one to nerf, which one and how? Scouts need a massive amount of help. I've said that they should hip fire like an auto rifle so that they're adaptable to the agility of the environments. They should hit like a truck at distance and then they should turn into an auto rifle at close range when you hip fire to give them versatility and adaptability uh, to the dynamics of all the combat. There's not a lot of range combat, but when there is, they can be really helpful. Um, I don't want to nerf anything. Uh, unconventional. The exotic nerfs were needed to make content challenging without forcing people to run specific loadouts. But Bungie's going to change the current activities that are balanced for that. Oh, are they? I don't know. I have a whole I have a whole um, video about are they going to do anything with Reckoning? No lives. Do you think Bungie will ever get rid of Bloom and Flinch? I have zero clue, man. They seem to like it for whatever reason. 
Uh, Zenigade, do you think that they should create new armor sets for Crucible, Vanguard, Gambit, or ev- for every season release? I think expecting that every season's a bit much. I think once a year, the entire loot pool should get replenished, refreshed, NPCs should get all new stuff, and then we should leave stuff behind. To a certain degree, we gotta start leaving stuff behind. Mac, uh, Tandy, hang on a second. I've got the wrong uh, screen pulled up here. Uh, there we go. Mac Tandy, after unveiling another exotic hand cannon, do you think there are more ex- hidden exotics and opulence? Oh, I'm sure there are more hidden, yes. But I don't know what they would be. Rebel Killer, uh, what could be done to make the heroic story missions more engaging, such as rewards or difficulty? I don't really know. Heroic story missions are just kind of a checkbox. That checkbox kind of goes away. But if they gave Zavala a bounty system similar to Ada, where you have to do certain things to fill and, and, and satisfy the bounty. So let's say he has a shotgun bounty for that week, and you can do it as many times as you want, just like with Ada. Well, they could include the story missions as a part of satisfying that bounty. And then when you're wanting to get the boots, you do strikes or something. You know, something like that. Govington, do you think the reason the menagerie armor and weapons are sort of reskins is because the armor and weapons are loot that Kallus has gathered over the years and has repurposed it to be gear for his potential shadows? I mean, maybe, or it's just easier for Bungie to use existing elements. <laughs> uh, Mac Tandy, have they said that we're getting an update after the maintenance? Was curious if we get any new data mine info. We'll have to wait and see if Raid Secrets or Reddit comes up with anything for that next, that, that red transponder. Uh, Seth Eubank, what is your least favorite enemy race? Um, I don't like the Vex. I don't know. They're kind of lame. CP for Gators. Menagerie means a collection of wild animals kept for exhibition. Do you think we are wild animals on display or is it the room? No, no, no. It's his wild animals. We're fighting his like champions and his beasts that he's captured with his world eater. Glitchy, do you think that there should be regular strike-specific loot, including our already answered the strike-specific question? Eknor, I agree with Bungie has provided more than $30 worth of content in the past, but do you think that they should give full weapon set in the raid and activity? I've already addressed this. I would like a full raid set, yes. Whether you do that with an extra chest and a currency system to open that chest, or rotating sets, you know, each week, there's, you know, the, the, the drops rotate, something. Tropic Yeti. Since we will be recommended power level for Menagerie day one, probably. Do you think Heroic will be a pinnacle activity? More than likely, yes. That's why it's called Heroic. Uh, Gaming Scrubs. What would you like to see out of factions? A total rework similar to D1? I would like a combination of what we had in D1 where they're always present and grindable and something like the Faction Rally Week where there's unique items that drop that you can grind for that week and then every week that you get to like week two, the stuff from week one drops into the loot pool. So you can keep grinding for those ones if you miss them week one. But they're only available for that first week to create urgency and then a couple weeks later when you get to week two, the next rally, they drop down into the pool. You kind of mix what they did with rally and what they did in the past kind of as a hybrid would be best. Novastar. Moments of Triumph are coming out soon. You think the record books are going to come back? I, I don't know. We, they did Moments of Triumph last year, so it'll be probably similar to that. Zeisnix. Replayability should be part of the game. They could just update the loopholes of the old content, new guns, and ornaments. I've been calling for that for a while, but people will criticize it, claim it's lazy, and they want to go to new places. It's, it's a difficult balance of we need new, but there's lots of unused, underutilized, unrepurposed content that could make for great grind and great pursuit, but people will complain. Two Fierce Pandas. Do you think they will ever bring back the Zalo Supercell? No idea. Mook me. What do you think about making the Whisper and the Outbreak missions into strikes and becoming part of the strike pool once you unlock the weapons? No, I like them where they are. I think it's cool. They're stand apart. They're unique. They're different. They're not really strikes, to be honest. Um, Nova Hands. Hey, Lono, looking ahead to D3, do you think Bungie could take the full-blown campaign, stretch it out over the annual pass to match the pace of the loopable content so that every content drop has a little bit of everything? 
possibly that could be that could be good but you would want to have like you want the chapter to close you want there to be some culmination some end of that season leviathan other than buffs what do you expect to hear from the twab today probably more details about the activities maybe uh they'll actually tell us whether or not raid armor is going to be helpful you know slipknot would you rather the six-man activity drop gear like how you choose with ada or like in d1 how you choose armor or weapons i like ada system cover two i think as long as ada system so you don't have to go back to the tower for the poor console players uh cover two did you watch any of the gambit tournament do you think it was entertaining enough for gambit to appeal to more players and viewers no uh they had great people involved fallout plays and bife were good but they did a good job the the viewership experience was not very good they had less viewership than triple wreck uh, he had a thousand viewers. They had about 800 at the culmination, at the conclusion of the tournament. Now, maybe it wasn't promoted enough. Maybe it should have been on a bigger channel. Um, I don't think Gambit works in that environment. The big cu- culmination moment, the big moment where the one team won, there was no intensity. The other team hadn't even summoned their primeval yet. It was their second. It was their second attempt to do damage, and they just they melted him. Um, so. They could have done with a little bit more publicity, a little bit more help. None of the big names really got behind it. Maybe because they're wanting to do their own. Maybe they thought it would take away from stuff that they're going to be doing. I don't know. But my... Listen, I've shoutcasted for Fortnite, for Apex, and I've watched and studied a lot of other competitive environments in, in shoutcasting, and I just don't think Gambit works. So... Salty Shacks. What do you think about the meat and potatoes content for PvP players? The TWA before Forsaken said that there would be new maps and modes. Why did I buy the annual pass since they at this point haven't delivered? Do you think Bungie will make new maps for this season? No. And I know people are bringing that up and I don't know what to say. I need to go back and read the exact phraseology. Was it about Forsaken and the annual pass? Because you did get new stuff in Forsaken. I don't know if you got anything in... uh, I don't know if you got anything in the Black Armory. I would need to read the exact phrasing before I really weigh in on it. Evil the Waffler. The forges had hidden boxes in them uh, for everyone to figure out. I'm not talking about the Izanagi boxes. The forges had hidden boxes in them. Did anyone ever figure those out? Yeah, yeah, that, that was figured out. It led to the Izanagi sniper. That's what it was for. Um, Eric says, in the trailer of Opulence, it said we can choose the gear we earn. Do you think it'll be implemented in a similar system to Ada's Bounty? This has been asked numerous times. Yes. Mr. Anderson, do you think we could get a patrol of the Leviathan ship? People keep asking this. I have no idea. I don't know why we would do that. Austin Lee. Doesn't it seem as though they already tested us going back to the Dreadnought from the final invitation? I didn't do the final invitation. Oh, you mean teased going back to the Dreadnought. I've not seen the final invitation. Parachute. What are your thoughts on enhanced armor perks only being available on the raid? I think we should be able to enhance perks with enhancement cores and take them out of infusion. Auslek. Do you foresee cross-save in the near future? I want to be on PC bad. I think it could become a reality. Yes. uh, In the near future. Uh, Bugface, what is in the reveal of Opulence today coming out? I don't know. They're going to do a TWAB tonight, and then they're going to do a stream next week. Fidel, not completely sure if you've talked about this, but since they're bringing back a lot of the old exotics, what exotics would you like to bring them back? I don't have a list. I've never had a list of exotics I want to see brought back. I just don't. I don't do that. So... 
that's the final question stick around i'm not shutting the stream down we can keep talking we can keep you know speculating cool news that there's a stream next week if you're new and you enjoyed this segment please click the follow button on my stream if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live twitch.tv slash say no to rage probably live right now if not you can always follow the channel as always please like share and subscribe